Welcome everybody to Mog Talk. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, rate, or well, community overall, <laughs> overall Final Fantasy XIV community discuss everything from rating to Chocobo Racing, and today it's going to be uh, Palace of the, not Palace of the Dead. Wait, no, we have new stuff now. We have a new thing to do called Eureka Orthos. So that's what we're going to do to show on today. Uh, we have brought on four amazing guests who are extremely knowledgeable. Uh, in the topic, and yes, my green screen's going crazy. I'll try to fix it during the show. We'll just do it live, because you know I'm a professional now. Uh, and that's kind of what I do. But before we go too much further, just so you guys all know who is here, I'm gonna go from the top left and go clockwise around. Uh, uh, Ellie, would you mind telling everybody who you are? Um, my name is Ellie the Lemon. So just call me Ellie. I do. Deep Dungeon solos. I cleared Heaven on High solo on about 11 different jobs. I've cleared Palace of the Dead once, and I'm still working on Eureka Orthos at the moment. That's fair. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Meiji, if you don't mind. Uh, hi, I'm Meiji. I like uh, making guides and stuff. I like dying in Deep Dungeon, and yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's about it for me. That's wonderful. That's what we're all here to do. Uh, Angelus? Hello, I'm Angelus Demonis. I do a lot of Deep Dungeon solo on stream and have a lot of things on YouTube and currently trying to clear through uh, Yuika Ortho's solo for the first time and trying to do it without any information as best as I can. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. Hard. You have to yes. do a lot of dodging with information. Just as much you as do. you have to do in Deep Dungeon almost. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. Chela. Um, hi, everybody. Nice to meet you. I'm Chela. Um, I'm you're you're very close. It's OK. It's it's totally fine to call me Chela like that. OK, OK. Um, I am a deep dungeon and a raid uh, like ultimate raid streamer. Um, I've cleared heaven on high eight times and palace of the dead four times on on various jobs. Um, and yeah, still working on Eureka Orthos as well, and actually just this week cleared top, so that's a... Uh, Congratulations! My... Thank you, yeah. Achievements, recent achievements. That fight's a... Mm, yes, a it bully. is. <laughs> it is, yes! <laughs> it's a bully. Uh, yeah, my, my experience with top, I still have to clear it, There's, I don't have any way out of it. Um, you got this, true. you got this, I believe. But uh, Party Finder has not allowed me to get past P1 more than twice. Uh, so it's you are brave for doing it in Party Finder, I have to say. I don't think I would want to do that. No. I mean, it's just this thing of going into a party with random people who are all very intense. They all want to clear this. This is the hardest content in the game, and they all want to get together. And when they die, they're very angry to die 20 times all within that first same minute, just over and over and over <laughs> again. Uh, and they start pointing fingers and getting very upset uh and so there's usually two things that happens and i'm, I'm going to bring this back to our topic but the one is you have a whole bunch of people who are too patient with other people and will just keep dying no matter what because there's one or two people who are going to keep killing you then there's people who are not patient with anyone and you leave and you have to wait for more people to join in uh after a pull or two uh and so it gets kind of crazy dealing with people but then when we talk about the content with Eureka Orthos, and when you do it solo, you don't gotta deal with anybody. Nope. <laughs> you have no excuses. 
Thank it's all God. your fault. <laughs> yeah. And uh that is uh that is it it humbles some. Uh and then I, I could tell you for sure, while other people are not getting mad at me, I'm getting mad at me. <laughs> when I'm, I I run up to a blue chest and I'm like, let me just grab it real quick, it's probably fine. <laughs> And then I blow up. And it blows up in your face, yeah. <laughs> or it turns into a mimic. And then I forget that it's going to do a death trap or something like that. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyways, the fun of Eureka Orthos. I brought all of you on because you're all very passionate, apparently, of course, about Deep Dungeon. And I figured that it would be great to really just dive into the content just right after it came out. It's all fresh in our minds. We're still dealing with it. At least most of us are still dealing with it. I don't know if Meiji is... Like, oh, I'm done. I'm out. I assume not. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going through the pains of it. Uh, doing it with some... You know, let me, let me just go ahead and kind of get a feel for where everybody is currently with it. I'll let everyone know. I personally have only done matched parties up to 30. I've cleared that multiple times in order to get, you know, the weapon leveled up a little bit, the armor leveled up, and then I stopped doing that and start, went solo only, and I have not done any other uh, interactivity with this except for trying to solo with a dancer. <laughs> so that is my experience all the way up to uh, 50. Uh, Eli, where are you at currently? What's your experience with the new content? I've cleared in a group on like on maybe the second day. We went up and we stayed blind the whole way through, and it was a lot of fun. Okay. And solo, I've been up to 57 or 58. I had some disconnect issues trying to get build files, so I'm a little bit behind the curve. But Yeah, yeah. no, I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Chayla? Sheila? That's perfect. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've cleared it as a party all the way up to 100. And uh -huh. um, I've just started, because of clearing top this past week like we were going hardcore we were going uh seven days a week for four to six hours a day and um i wanted to be cleared in time for uh orthos but unfortunately we made we did not make the cutoff by like two days we cleared it two days after so i couldn't go hardcore like i wanted to originally um starting with orthos so instead i've been kind of just like trying out different jobs like I just started my solo journey basically yesterday, um, and I'm gonna continue from there. I, I have a lot of opinions already, though, about how it's like pretty different from the other ones mm -hmm. because it is quite different. Um, there's there's a lot that has changed with this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, Angelus. Uh, I've not done it in a party. I've only been sticking with the solo, and current PB is sitting at 99 on my end. Hey, we did twenty-one to thirty about three hundred times together, Angela. We did for the for the eighth or fourth. <laughs> yeah. I had the experience of the party, but I, I yeah, but that, but I did I I sorted this so like I actually was like I don't want to go past thirty with the uh, with the group. I want to stick it to blind. So yeah. All right, Meiji. Uh, wait, what am I talking about again? <laughs> Where, oh, your yeah. experience so, with it? Yeah. Okay, so I uh I did it as a match uh, as a fixed party on day one just to go through and take notes on stuff uh die a lot we all died like a ton um mm. we got a we got a good, lot of good notes and we actually missed the world first clear by a minute mm. there is another clear that seemed to clear at the exact same minute but one person in their party 
left the instance one minute sooner than us, and the time records when you leave the instance. Mm. And guess, guess who made the call to take a G-Pulse before leaving? <laughs> oh no. Maybe. Uh, hey, but, um... <laughs> uh, that's you know, okay. Uh, well, we, it's not like we were going for that in the first place, anyway. Uh, guys, um, I'm going to announce it here. Meiji's group was world first. <laughs> uh, done. We're done. It's, it's over. You know, we, we, we were doing a different calculation by when you guys have cleared it. And uh, for some somehow, I had a visual on it, watching you guys. And you, you, you cleared it by the conditions met by Mog Talk here. Nice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, I was... Uh, <laughs> I ran on, I initially started running on Scholar because uh, mm -hmm. it's my main job. And uh, I got the floor 30. The floor 30 boss took me, I, my eighth level was at max at the time. But it took me 13 minutes without items. And then I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm not playing this crap. <laughs> I picked up Summoner for the first time. I was always kind of scared of Summoner because I thought that you had to play the piano to play Summoner. Because <laughs> I hadn't played Summoner since Stormblood. And then I realized, wait a second, it's just Arcanist with a couple more buttons. And for those who don't know, I would like to, uh, I like to suffer. So a while ago, I was playing, like a year ago, I decided it's a good idea to play Deep Dungeon as Arcanist. So I got a Heaven on High Clear as Arcanist, was working on a Palace Clear on Arcanist, and then eventually burned out for a bit. Mm. Um, and speaking of which, just before this, uh, just before this, like um, an hour ago, I was, I entered uh orthos on arcanist it and one to ten uh yeah uh it's mm -hmm. like playing scholar except you're single target only but mm. anyway speaking of scholar um mm -hmm. i kept dying to ruby dash on if on the ifrit dash on summoner so yeah. i ended up going scholar and i got my clear uh was it yesterday or the day before i forget but it ended up being the work for scholar so that's pretty cool so yeah. now I'm focusing on working on um, scripts for uh, video guides. I am going to make uh, basically one video for each floor set to give a TODR of what to look out for. Because the thing about this deep dungeon is it's a huge knowledge check. You either know the gimmick and you dodge it or you don't know and you die. And dying to stupid little gimmicks is kind of annoying. So hopefully that'll be able to help people. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the challenge that I've run into, but I feel like this one uh, gave you a decent amount of tools to be able to explore gimmicks, uh, like uh, lethargy or lethargy or whatever I want to pronounce that word as. Uh, minute witching. Yeah, it, it's, it's really strong for figuring out mechanics. Mm. For me, yeah. it's, it's been literally, cha it changed my ability to just go in blind and then like just not die to random ability that was cast and that turns out to be a full room wipe clear. Like, I don't have to pull something, run to the other room, and hope I can kind of figure out what it's doing. Uh, but, I mean, it, that's not for everything, I guess, but I haven't ran into everything yet. Only 50 guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is pretty crazy. And, like, the drop rate is, at least in my experience so far, is quite high. Yeah. Um, really high for yeah. how strong it is. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's pretty shocking. Like, so, you know, every run that I've done so far, I'm just getting all of these lethargies, and I'm like, well, now I don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can just wait two years for their first day a week to go off. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it changes a lot. Uh, and that in storms. Extremely mm. powerful. I get excited when I have a auto regen disabled. Auto heal disabled. Yeah. I got my first <laughs> auto. Yeah, yeah it, it's literally the winning combo. I got my first auto regen disabled floor, and I was like, I just have to use the storms on it. Like, there's no choice. Yeah, it's free. It's too much fun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my mild experience so far with it. I mean, I've I've sunk tons of hours into it. I didn't think I was going to do this, by the way. Uh, I was like, let me try to content out, see how it goes. I don't know if I'm going to do it a group. I don't know if I'm going to do it solo. I didn't know anything. But then I just like started getting into it, and then I died. I'm like angry, and I'm like, oh, let me get back into it. You know that meme where you have the different panels, and the guy's really mad. I'm never going to play this game again. And he walks away, comes back, and picks up the controller again. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. And it, like it, it feels like Deep Dungeon, it, it's it's an addiction of, mm. le of sorts. It feels like it. Because you just want to go in there and you want to go through this challenge and you're just like, man, I was so close. I feel like I'm confident. I feel like I have the knowledge. I should be able to clear. I just want to do it. And you just keep pushing yourself into it. Uh, and that's been my experience over the last uh, week or so. Is mm. as a very, I'm very new to the deep dungeon. Like I, I did a, a little bit of Palace of the Dead, messed around with it, but I never put like serious effort into it. This is the first time I've put some serious effort into it. Uh, and... Uh, it's an experience, and I can see why you guys have such a large community of mm. players that are just dedicated to this content alone, uh, because it's it's addicting. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and just I haven't heard from you too much, man. What's up? <laughs> yeah. How are you doing over there? Uh, I'm chilling, dude. Yeah, your 99 happened uh, last night, right? Or was it the night before? Yeah. Yep, it was last night. Yep. That is probably the most painful. Of the deaths, I would think, right? So far? Um, <clears throat> no, actually, no, not really. I wouldn't say that. No? Uh, I was going into that one knowing I'd probably die. Mm -hmm. If anything, it was only a little painful because I didn't keep my raisings, which sucked because I was mm. hoping to keep the raisings. Uh, so I basically just had one view of the boss and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just trying to live as long as possible. But it's been experience going in blind. I mean, I like I said, like you said earlier, it's a little bit hard to stay away from information, but... You know, like, I, I was already, sem I mean, I started, I kind of semi-spoiled myself knowing what was going to be in 99. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, my own did thing. you know, or did you find out beforehand? <laughs> so I was going to, so like, I think it was when I finished up my first half of the stream on Tuesday, I was going to find someone to raid on stream, and I was, and I saw, like, like, Sig and all oh. them going, like, Meiji and them, and, like, I looked over and I saw the thumbnail on Sig, so I'm like, oops, I saw something. Um, oh, and then no. you had people... You had people coming yeah. in chat mentioning it, so I, I knew something was there, but I didn't know what it looked like, I didn't know the name, I didn't know anything. But at least staying away from mechanics is fairly easy. I'd have to watch a video for that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen anything. So it's just, it's just, it's essentially, it, it, yesterday I clocked at, uh, what did it take me, about eight and a half hours to get up to 99? So essentially it's eight and a half hours to just see that fight for like mm. however long I can. But honestly, like my pers my my comparison to that is like, it took me, what, like 11, 12, 13 hours to get the Behemoth and do that fight for, like, you know, get killed, go back over from the beginning, do it all over again, so it's, like, not as bad. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been fun trying to do it blind, honestly, and uh, I'm, we'll probably get into the topic a little bit later, but mm -hmm. I've been enjoying it now without the information, but it's going to be certainly interesting once I've cleared it, and I wonder what I'm going to feel after I've cleared it. No, I mean, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now, too. I mean, it's going to be impossible to avoid information completely. Uh, yeah. It just, it is. 
uh, unless if you're the very first world first. And that's why there's a lot of world first teams out there that so are, are like deep into doing Savage and being clearing as soon as possible. Same thing with Ultimate and everything else, because they want to go through and figure out all the mechanics themselves. Um, and uh, I, I feel like this is a good opportunity to try that stuff out if you want to do it. Uh, again, there's going to be information out there. You can't dodge everything. You're going to get a hint. Like I heard multiple times about like how ultimate readers are going to be upset or like how you know PTSD or whatever it may be for ultimate readers. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And then I got into like one of the bosses and I could see... All right, I could kind of put that there, but maybe it means something else later on too, right? <laughs> so I'm not too worried if things get kind of spoiled, and I know you know a boss mm. is going to come up, but uh, it's still fun. It's it's like, what if for those that watch Sesame Street, which I do a lot recently, uh, <laughs> what if uh, or what is it, what is it? Uh, you guys have no clue what I'm talking about, do you? Uh, <laughs> Nope. Uh, it's like, <laughs> what if let's think or let's try? It's like, what if let's try uh, something like that? I don't know. Maybe someone in chat knows. Uh, any parents who have to watch Sesame Street all the time? Uh, let's think. What if let's try something like that? Hmm. Uh, and so that's pretty much the situation I go into every single time. So I have to analyze. All right, I see this. I have no clue what it's going to do. How do I find out what it's going to do, and how hmm. do I react to it? And then. The, usually that goes pretty well. The problems for me so far is I don't have it trained in my motions, like my 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 hand coordination with the keyboard and movement, like I, how I'm supposed to move through these rooms. And so every once in a while I dodge an AOE and I step off the wall, <laughs> and then a trap hits me. Uh, right. Or I get I'm really poor, so I'm addicted to getting a curse at hordes. Oh. And they get me. There's nothing wrong with getting oh, any curse at hordes. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Nice special. <laughs> Yeah. We love yellow here. Yeah, yeah we we love the yellow. Yeah. I love especially up now the with the new title. And also, yeah. not opening the bags because inventory space problems. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. extremely relatable. That's so relatable. I have like hundreds of accursed horde in my bags that from is... the other deep dungeons. I have I have turned in as many as I could uh, early on to try to. I got a couple of minions to sell before the prices dropped. I tried to move. <laughs> I tried to sell them as quick as I could. Uh, I didn't get as much as I wanted to out of it. But hopefully people get frustrated with it and they never do this content again. Then I can start <laughs> reaping the rewards of getting the minions and everything later on. Uh, but yeah, no, this, is, this has been a fun experience. And so it gave me a new appreciation for the Deep Dungeon side of uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, mm. And so I'm... I'm who knows? Maybe I'll turn into a full-time deep dungeon streamer, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go join join the ranks. Yeah, um, join it's the funny. Club. It's funny that you mentioned about raiding. Um, I, I was talking with some friends uh, yesterday about this, but it really does feel like Eureka Orthos is like them taking all of these different raid ideas and putting it into a deep dungeon. Like, what if you made a deep dungeon for ultimate raiders? Because when you do ultimate, like any mechanic that you get hit with, essentially, you're going to die, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing on all of the floors and the bosses as well. The bosses have a lot more mechanics than we've ever seen in any deep dungeon. And as an ultimate raider, I'm like, wow, they've like made this for raiders. Um, and mm -hmm. it's just really funny to see compared to the other two, which are just not 
as much like that. Um, the other two, you're really like trying to keep yourself alive and manage your palmanders so that one, you don't die, and two, you can make it through the floor with enough time to finish the boss and, and beat the content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it does feel like they are thinking about the, the rating community a good bit with this content. Uh, when when you're, although I will say doing that first level ten boss over and over again, uh, it gets kind of tiring and just like the same thing mechanics. I just like your nerf one to ten. My sanity. Me mechanics are all well and good, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, especially the early floors. I think their mechanics are a lot more engaging than previous early floors. But please, we don't we don't need to f see that Corrigan's rotation like twenty times, okay? Yeah. All everything yeah. on like one to twenty, especially, it's like the biggest punching bag ever, and it's like, yeah. okay, we get it. It doesn't need to be this long though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say it is kind of. I, I did have fun doing the level twenty boss uh, and the first thirty floors. You know, for most people, that's that's information is all like super obvious for I, I don't care if we go over things that are like too spoily I wouldn't I would say the biggest thing I would want to avoid for this group is the level 100 and level 99 stuff just for Angelus <laughs> but other than yeah, that yeah, yeah, spoilers course, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be too worried about it uh but yeah that yeah. level 20 boss I I'm just on dancer and I just hang on the wall and all of my dances hit the boss and I just kind of run around the wall the entire time uh, wherever i need to go uh and it's fun it is weird and people are like why are you doing it on dancer i'm like i, I gotta level it up <laughs> that's that's why i'm doing it honestly dancer's a great choice because i mean fizz ranged i think mm -hmm. like honestly um this is the other thing that's really different from uh like heaven on high for instance is it feels to me like dps is actually a stronger choice uh, mm -hmm. than a tank. I mean, tank is still great. Like you can do big poles in rooms. You can move quickly that way. If, if you find like a landmine and do a big landmine play, but, um, like mm -hmm. I, I started my first group run as dark Knight, and I was like, I'm going to clear on dark Knight Cause that's, that's my main job. Um, but I was just getting so bored that I ended up swapping to Reaper, which is like my second job. And I, I'm having so much more fun because the mobs don't hit you that hard um they they kind of just like are damage sponges so you want to be able to hit them hard yourself mm -hmm. yeah i you know they, they they could be a little i don't i don't kite the entire time when i when i was i'm not playing dancer anymore because it's 90 so i'm moving to summoner now but <laughs> like the uh they they do feel a little painful without a steal on there every once in a while but I feel like there's just always a solution. Like you could use the potions, you can go through the potions. Like it all, you could counter it pretty well. You guys have a lot more experience with this stuff than I do. Uh, but I feel like I've never felt if I never felt it's like I was in a situation where like if I stop now, I'm dead. Mm. So far, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's makes it to where melee might actually not be so bad. I think tank was the first. Was it warrior? That was first. Warrior was the first clear, yeah. 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 Uh and tanks, I think, uh had the best uh, by the way, everyone context wise, we're talking about this in the solo side of it at the moment. Uh but yeah, the uh tanks I guess could they survive a lot of the stupid stuff that kills you? No, no. you still get one okay. shot. Okay. Alright, alright. <laughs> I mean that's why like the advantage of tank goes down so much. Mm. They can survive some of the mechanics on the bosses, so 
for frogging easily, the yeah. bosses themselves, there would be definitely be a more valid choice because you'll get one shot by boss mechanics on melee or pretty close to it, right? If if you don't have a steel on, you'll probably get one shot by some of them. But a tank can sort of just like eat some of the things and keep going. And you can also tank some of the things on like one to thirty of it more, like from mobs. Those aren't like lead. Some of them aren't like lead though. Lead though, they're doing, like. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of like a DPS or healer's health, but I think you know you could take it and live another day. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's definitely a bit more survivability overall. But like once you get to a certain point in the floors, and this this is what I found running tank in my first one to a hundred was, oh, I'm still getting one shot by mechanics I don't know. Like they they want it to just kill you on bosses. You can get like you know three or four Voln stacks. You can stand in the various mechanics and it's kind of fine and it like ellie said it is really good for learning um but melee has its own amount of survivability because you have cooldowns like bloodbath if you're reaper you have like arcane crest you have second wind and if you start cycling those faints as well then uh you you can really like survive a lot as as melee too Hmm. yeah i don't so i mean I'm trying to understand why tank was first then, right? So was it just that, because uh, they were just running the time walls, weren't they? Um. Well, okay. I, I feel like time management in this dungeon is a lot better than it was in other ones. Uh, not only are there a lot more tools to help you get around floors faster, right? Mm. You have pretty much your three rages. Rage is really powerful. And on top of having three rages, you have three storm, which is like a discount fetchy. Mm-hmm. Then you have these demi clones, which pretty much do pretty much double your damage or more, <laughs> right? Like the onion knight pretty much does as much as a DPS with strength, which means it does more Pretty than sure double more. <laughs> um, for healers and tanks. And just for reference, a fight that. I, okay, so I did a fight on my healer with strength mm-hmm. and an onion knight. It takes about six minutes and 30 seconds. If it's just the onion knight and someone AFK dancing, it's 10 minutes. That gives you an idea of how much I do compared to the onion knight. <laughs> with that- strength as well. Yeah, with strength. So it's yeah, that's like crazy. Strength <laughs> has more value on like the potato floors instead of the boss because... Mm. Uh, the floors that you fight by yourself, at least 30% will save you, like, give or take 30% time, right? Mm-hmm. But on the walls, where a lot of your damage is coming from this demi-clone, it's like, yeah, strength doesn't actually benefit you as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, same thing with, like, steel. I mean, I'm I'm still getting a bit further in, in my solo runs, but, you know, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is that steel itself doesn't have as much value on the floors as it does in, like, Palace of the Dead. Um, when you're running like Palace of the Dead melee up to like 181, 191, steals are like your hottest commodity. You can pull the damage, but when you get a mimic 191 plus, um, there, there are a few times where I didn't have a steal and I just had to kite it as a reaper. And it is one of the scariest things that you'll ever do in this game. Um, but you don't, you don't have that experience and orthos because nothing hits you like that. So if you want for safety, you can just use the steal for the boss. You're not like feeling this anxiety about holding deals like you would in in uh in other deep dungeons which is also very different to me mm-hmm. like I mean, oh go ahead no go ahead Maisie. go ahead 
No, you. <laughs> okay. Well, again, what I can say from from my climb is, uh, again, staying away from information, keeping it blind. I mean, the only things killing me is just stuff I don't know. What boss mechanics, which I have to just all of a sudden prog. I mean, the 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 eighty boss took me three raisings to figure it. Actually, it took me three raisings, and I still died. But I I eventually got through the whole fight. So the next time up there, I was able to go in. Ninety boss, same thing. It took me three raisings to get there. But despite all that, I mean, the 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 protomanders have been. Uh, for my attempts have been pretty chill. I mean, I'm picking up everything I need. I don't really mm. need to stress over, like, you mm -hmm. know, managing where I need to go, how I need to plan out. Like, like I was thinking about that. I was I was climbing. It's like, okay, what are my strats for Palace of Dead and Heaven on High? Do I use fight here? Do I use... The... But then it's just all of a sudden you're just picking things up all the time. So it's just like, well, I just keep everything at two and I'm perfectly fine on time. Even, even the debuffs are not really overly threatening because you have an answer for them. Like, Serenity used to be the the big commodity and luxury that you had to keep in tow, and for now, up to my runs, I I mean, I kind of need them, but not really, because I can have at least multiple answers for a floor, and then I will get those things back. Like the the demi clones seem extremely common, and we were mentioning the 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 lethargies were really common. So the, yeah, in in terms of time management, I think you'll see an interesting point of view from from the veterans like these guys that are here versus the people that are starting off that I think you'll like we'll notice the new guys are going to get into proto manager uh proto manders and time management issues but then the veterans using their old strats are going to have absolutely no problem getting through the floors um mm. that like just it's just it's just basically just do all the mechanics and you're going to get up there yeah uh and just so you know I'm I'm the new guy <laughs> so I'm going through all that and that's part of the big issues like I died uh pre 30 multiple times on Friday over and over again uh and I just felt stupid every single time it happened uh but I do feel like I it's so ex it's so exciting to figure these things out on my own hmm. too like I know it, it sounded like a simple solution about the auto heal being on there and like using the storms but that was an epiphany for me <laughs> right so i was just sitting there i was like all right storms is cool but they heal up afterwards so i gotta be so quick and it's so risky ah and the auto heal i'm like man this sucks i'm like wait a minute the bot mob has a debuff on him too right <laughs> and so there is a lot of that that is like just <clears throat> fun learning you know, stuff good you know what's uh funny about that is it's actually a very recent change that no auto heal showed up on mobs. Oh, really? Um, this is only 6.3. Yeah. And before mm -hmm. 6.3, the debuff was actually not on mobs. And we, as a deep dungeon community, we were all shocked when we saw this for the first time. We were like, why did, where did this come from? Like, is this a bug? Did they mean for this to happen? And, uh, and now that EO is out, we have our answer. They definitely did that on purpose. It was something they implemented preemptively. Because they want you to use that strategy of storms and no auto heal together, yeah. um, so it's it's really funny to like get that realization later of why they added something in a couple of like patches early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and fortune anyone... too. Throwing a fortune in there is fun. Go ahead. Sorry. Has has anyone actually gone into the old deep dungeons to see if it changed in there as well? Because I'm kind of wondering. Oh, since EO came out. Yeah. Or... I doubt it i haven't gone in to have a look but i can't imagine they would have changed it in i'm assuming they three and then changed it back in point three five. yeah think about this big frame play you pull a sasquatch no steel on a on a caster in 80s 
Wait, can you save those ones? I know you can save the palace ones. But anyways, you pull it, you fight it for a bit. Let's say it's a no items floor. And no items, no auto here. Actually, you can't get no items and no auto here. Okay, I don't know. But like, theoretically. <laughs> and then you pull it, you do some damage. Then you put it to sleep, deaggro it, then run back. But it doesn't heal back up. <laughs> then you pull it again. Imagine and that. We were, we were doing tech like that when 6.3 came out. Like, uh, I like I found a an... Uh, um, a landmine on a floor with no auto heal. And if you hit the landmine next to a bunch of mobs, then they won't regen their health. And they also won't aggro you because if they're below 80% health, the mobs will, will just not touch you at all. Like they won't eat, like it doesn't matter what type of aggro they are. They just won't, they won't aggro what? you at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the mechanic. The, um... Yep. Really? No so, auto heal. Thing. Yeah. So if you do storms right now, and you could run through everything, you don't even have to kill things. Exactly. They won't attack yeah, you. you you don't have to kill anything. But why wouldn't you kill? <laughs> I mean, everything? of course, but yeah. I'm just like curious about. You want that. the points? So if you exactly. hit a so if you hit a trap in a room and it blows up a whole bunch of people, you could literally just run through that room after that point. With no auto heal, yeah. Oh, with no auto heal, with no auto heal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so, if yeah. they regen their health back, then they'll aggro you again. But if they can't, then they won't. It's anything okay. below eighty percent health. The only exception is you... the apes. So technically, you can do that. You can hit the trap on even on uh, like a normal he healing floor. You can hit the trap and then just have to get out of there before eighty through the mobs. Yeah, you can just still walk right right through the mob site cone or whatever, and it won't aggro so long as it's uh, below eighty percent HP. But then why what's twenty percent? Like if I ever see something blow up and things get low HP, I'm like I'm gonna pull these before they reach it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the only exception would be the apes because they do eat their bananas and they will full heal on that mm. type of floor. Right? So yeah, the bananas. exception that'll be a problem. Yeah, yeah. to kill you. And we we have those uh, lovely apes. Still, so. mm, yeah, I love those apes. <laughs> so Dude, that was oh, the apes were so shocking. The, the first time experience that everyone had with those apes. Like, some groups got there before mine, and then they were just saying, oh, by the way, this ape, uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same experience. Ooh, yeah, I think um, my group was originally just slightly ahead of uh, Meiji and Co. So I had their streams, their stream up in the background while we were, we were like three or four floors ahead. <laughs> we came across the apes, and it was just, oh... Oh no. You know what's funny to me? They use like the small ape model, right? Like, yeah, the this ape beats his chest. It's so strong, it kills you on one hit. Yeah. And they have a big Sasquatch from Palace that they could have used, but they put the tiny little guy in there instead, and it looks kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, they used all the baby models for so many of these things. Yeah, and like and then the they Chimera. Just one you. <laughs> the Chimeras are also tiny, meaning, which yeah. is actually kind of off putting because. It makes Ram's voice feel a little bigger because the AOE for Ram's voice yes. is the same big. And you actually, since they're smaller, you technically have to walk further away than you used to have to. Yeah, I, I walk further away because I'm scared now of Ram's voice. Um, and you can't interrupt it either like you can in the other deep dungeons. So you are you just got to leave. Like, that's all you can do. <laughs> so... We've been talking a lot about this content and like kind of all the different changes and everything. Uh, there's still tons to talk about it, but I, I want to take a moment to just say, all right, this is the first time you guys have had new house or what well, I keep saying house, but deep dungeon content uh, in like two. It's like every two expansions, right? 
It seems like Palace of the Dead. Did that come out in A Realm Reborn? When did that come out? Heaven's no, Word. that was Heavensward. Oh, so yeah. that yeah. did come out in Heavensward. So Heavensward, so, then Storm's Blood. Yes, yeah, so those are back yep. to back. And then okay. they skipped Shadowbringers to give us yeah. Osja, and then they're working on Island Sanctuary, and I'm just like, okay, disappointed. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So you think you think uh, Baja is the reason that Deep Dungeon didn't happen, and it uh, is the reason. They explicitly like, said that they're like, we're gonna take a break yeah. from Deep Dungeon. Here's Baja instead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And like, you know what kind of bothered me? It was like they. I feel like they felt like Deep Dungeon was too niche, right? But mm. it was about at the time of Shadowbringers that mm. it actually started becoming a lot more popular. Yes, right? it blew up. Yeah, yeah. It, it blew. It blew. Uh, people were super looking hard. for things to do in their downtime, and then yeah. Solo just all of a sudden became a theme. And then they they realized, like in Endwalker, they're like, oh crap, the solo community is here and they are angry. So they gave us this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so I I do some live translation for the um, the PLLs, the live letters, mm. um, because I, I speak both English and Japanese living in Japan. And um, so one of the things that Yoshi P said on one of those live letters he was like, we did not realize how much people loved Deep Dungeon. We didn't realize there was this big community around it and how angry people would be when we didn't give them one during Shadowbringers. So we promised now that we were working on one and you're going to get one in Endwalker. So literally our Deep Dungeon rage <laughs> caused Eureka Orthos to come out. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Good job. Good job. You always need to, you know, you need to get out there and you need to fight for when these things happen. <laughs> And make mm. sure the corrections happen. <laughs> so now you guys and, have this new concept. Go ahead. And you can tell that they also are kind of aware of a lot of what was going on in the Deep Dungeon community. Like mm. a lot of the themes they designed. Uh, of course, they give us some really iconic stuff. They literally made a Chimera boss, right? Mm. Stuff like that. Um, they know we always joked about asking for some hard stuff like... When we went from Palace to Heaven on High, everyone was like, oh, are we going to get, like, harder floors early? And then they're mm. like, you know, actually, something they said on the Heaven on High stream, that totally turned out to be not true. They said, uh, like, 30 to whatever will be, like, Palace 170 plus. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, they tried, right? They had, like, a worm patrol. And, I mean, it still works like a worm, except it dies in two seconds. So, yeah. Um, mm hmm but, I mean, so we got, like, behemoths on floor 1 to 10, which is kind yeah. of funny, and they use meteor and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, oh, they also uh, changed some things. Like, something that exists in the previous 2D dungeons that's a bit controversial is uh, spinning, right? Running around a mob such that it can't auto-attack you at all. Mm -hmm. and they actually, or do any of its mechanics. Yeah, they actually fixed that in this deep dungeon. You can't do it anymore. Good. So that is yeah. a interesting change that they made. So they were totally aware of it. They chose not to fix it in the other two, but they fixed it in this one. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I don't know. Back uh, back when I was doing Heaven on High, I was like in the very beginning when we were first progging it. I remember watching Meiji's like going stream, and she was doing the line of sighting on the white mages. That's why I picked up. I think that's why I picked up that strategy. And it seems so interesting in this one that they literally doubled down on line of sighting because there was so many enemies 
uh, that you can't stun and you have to just like hug around a wall. And they also consciously decided to give us the cave floors to do that mm. because that is an annoying one to try to find a wall to, to wrap around. Yes. Where in Heaven on High, it's easy. You just find a really small column and you just duck right around, around, around there. And it's a very mm. easy layout. So yeah, there are definitely things that they really thought about, took into consideration. I mean, the ones that I get on my stream also are the fact that the music is really good. So that's also the one that they seem really to good. Except, yeah. except that dubstep twinning theme that's so <laughs> noisy that I turned it off on my stream and I turned on some other BGM. Oh my like, I'm not listening to this crap for three for three freaking bars. It just sounds like noise. I don't like it. I don't oh think the pulse track is really suit. Oh, I would rather really? they just stick to like I would rather they just stick to like dungeon and boss themes and not not included any of the pulse tracks because they sound a little bit uh they don't really fit. Out but I place. don't think that they really fit. Some of them are okay, but you you get the twinning and you have oblivion as well, which just sounds bizarre to me. Yeah, it's just funny to me because like it, it makes me think of being on Angelus's stream. Like, yeah. it's almost like they watch Angelus's stream and then are like copying his playlist because there's so many songs <laughs> that are on his playlist in the deep dungeon. Pulse was a surprise. I'm surprised they put Pulse in because that's not in anything in the game. Yeah. It is for orchestration rules, but they didn't. They don't have that anywhere in the game for any content. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I've used Pulse multiple times because it's just a it's, it's a loud track that you could play. Uh, so it's been a very good tool for creating events and everything else and having background music. Uh, so I'm very familiar with the, the Pulse music. Uh, it is interesting that they did that. Yeah, the first day someone came in and was like, yeah, I heard this just really distorted version of Oblivion or something. And I'm like, mm. sounds like they got some Pulse stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think what I was meaning is mostly that this is like, it's been a very long time and I am sure you've all been aching for new content. And I, I do want to know if you, you are satisfied just overall, just like happy with the content they gave you, or is it something like you feel a little let down or anything like that? I know there has been some comments out there about it, not maybe being a little bit disappointed. Uh, I've heard some people not disappointed they're happy with it but they're two different perspectives completely i think uh, that's all those opinions so uh, i'd like to know what you guys think just rough opinions right now i know uh angels you're you're holding back a little bit <laughs> so you're completely am, there yeah um, yeah i i mean I, I don't really like to talk too much about something that i'm not there yet right mm. whether it's jobs or, or stuff like that so since i haven't cleared um i'll certainly have an i'm sure i'm gonna have an opinion i mean what i can say is that uh, the blind prog has been fun. Um, I made the conscious decision to, you know, I I was trying to race and go for world first, but then that would have equaled me to to like essentially look at all the videos if I could, you know, if people are clearing, if the parties are clearing. Um, and it was actually interesting because I remember talking about this before EO came out, how I was suggesting, you know, maybe like my my path was to go solo first because I felt like if you went in a party, especially when it was Palace and Heaven on High, you might not get the full picture that you might you know, down things faster when they have enrages and you don't know about it. Um, or bosses will just drop a lot faster and you don't know how they hit you, especially if you're going in as a DPS. But ironically for this one, it felt like going in with a party was actually the best option because knowing how everything went, seeing the mechanics, and a lot of mechanics are pretty much within the first 20 seconds of the pull, 15 seconds of the pull, you basically saw everything. I mean, the bosses last long enough to see the full rotation. So 
going in with a party with a safety net taught you a lot of things of what you're expecting. So then when you go in solo, you just apply that information. Um, but again, with that said, climbing it without anything, looking at anything, and just basically just taking to death, you know, seven hours in when I didn't even know that thing was going to go, it, it makes it thrilling for me because it's, it's, it's a little bit of anxiety. But like I said, I, I don't have the, I don't have the point of view of the clear of after I'm doing it for like the, the, the fifth or sixth time. So that's, that's currently my frog point perspective. Currently you're enjoying it. You're not at the after opinion yet. Okay. Yeah. And I, and, and I could, I, I guess I can get the partial reason, like when I compare it to say the Boja duels, which I love the Boja duels. There was, those were highly difficult to try to go through all the mechanics and everything. But once I figure out that fight, it was literally clockwork. Like, okay, I can go in with any job. I can, I can go through all the mechanics as long as I remember what they are, but it's it not it didn't really become a challenge per se, but more like a nice show, especially because I was doing it on stream. So it was like a nice thing to to showcase, like okay, this is how you do all these things. Let's see if I can do it, you know, with this job, with this thing. But it wasn't like something that uh, I I after clearing it became the challenge. It was like challenge clearing it, but then it wasn't so much of a challenge doing it for like the fifth time. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Shayla? Um, yeah, so for me, um, I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, having, with comparing it to the other two deep dungeons, I think, like, for me, so as a raider, some of the kind of appeal of doing deep dungeon solo is that you really only have yourself, right? You're by yourself. You don't have to rely on anyone else. And so it's a, it's kind of a break from relying on seven other people to to be able to successfully clear something. And in Palace of the Dead in particular, some of my most thrilling moments in Deep Dungeon have been when I'm kiting something that's going to kill me in like three hits and I have to play really, really well to be able to beat it. Or like doing mm -hmm. Godfather on Melee, for instance, it's, it's quite quite challenging from the perspective of you're taking so much damage and you have to manage your cooldowns in a really particular way to be able to successfully overcome that fight mm -hmm. um and orthos is very different from that um orthos is like the opposite where it's you're having to just know it's like it's more of like a knowledge check like do you know what this enemy is going to do and how to deal with it um and i think it's surprising because it's, it's quite different from the other two um i'm still sort of deciding if i'm disappointed by that or not i know some people as you said are um for me, I think the bosses being a lot more fun is is a huge thing. That's really great. Um, and I'm still enjoying my climb, even knowing that I'm not going to have to worry so much about like managing my cooldowns and taking as much care with my palms and stuff like that. Um, but it kind of remains to be seen. I, I do think that... I'm still going to prefer to go back and do a lot more in Palace and Heaven on High because there's still the Omni Challenge. And I, I can I, I think like the ability to have to really manage your time, manage your palmanders well and manage your health and your cooldowns well is is something that's a lot of fun to me and, and a big draw for Deep Dungeon, um, which it's it feels so far less so in, in Eureka Orthos to me. OK, OK. Uh, Meiji, I'm just going around Robin right now to get everyone's opinion on it. Uh, I agree with what uh, Chandler just said a lot about um, 
how the experience is different, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of us had some kind of expectation for this nudie dungeon. We were all thinking it find it have a kind of similar formula to Heaven on High, right? Mobs hitting very hard. In fact, we thought they'd hit even harder because they removed critical strikes from mobs, right? Which used to really have to be something you play around, especially with like mimics, right? Mimics that could auto attack you for literally 75% of your health if they crit. You have mm. to kite them like crazy and stuff. Um, but they ended up toning, flipping that on its head and saying, you know, auto attacks, they don't matter anymore, which mm. is kind of, kind of a big deal, right? Um, and it changes a lot about how you play and how you can play. And because, again, um, as others have mentioned, something that made the other Deep Dungeons interesting is that all the classes, they play so much differently in how you need to survive something, right? Even mobs with extremely basic kits, maybe all they do is auto you or double auto you or auto you and then make an AoE. Like, think of, like... Think of like the elephants on floor 80 heaven on high. All they do is smack you and shoot rocks. <laughs> but um, if you ever just stand still and let them just smack you on a DPS, like without steel, you, you can't do that. You're going to die pretty fast. They're going to overwhelm your healing. And you have to play around it by having room to kite. And because you need room to fight basically every single mob, because everything has basic attacks, right? Mm -hmm. Then you will need to plan around it. You say, okay, I need to have like this half a room to kite. And uh-oh, here comes a patrol. I have to figure out what I'm going to do with that, right? Etc. Especially when said patrols are things that you really can't fight because of their damage output, like Shinzei's or mm -hmm. Iron Courses in Palace. Um, and what that does in Orthos is, uh, since all the auto attacks don't really matter, and you could pretty much out heal it with a potion, um, even on DPS, you pretty much just go from point A to point B, pulling everything in your way. It doesn't matter. You don't need to think. Every mob does has around the same damage output. There is no mob that is like you have to have steel to pull this. You can pull whatever you want. Mm. Um, and that takes a lot of the thinking out of Deep Dungeon. It's just like, I want to get here to there. It's not like, oh, I need to sneak around this mob. Oh, but then that makes it awkward because now I only have this hallway to fight because what if that mob turns around and then a patrol comes, right? You don't have to think about that anymore. And mm. like, honestly, for me, I think one of the hardest parts of a Deep Dungeon is like, think of the early floors on Heaven on High on a DPS, right? You're gonna you have to play hide and seek and peekaboo with these uh, white mages. <laughs> you need to dodge all the stones. If you get hit by like literally, okay, this is a mob that all it does is cast stone, pretty much, right? And this mob that makes for the most interactive mechanic. Mm. You have to you have to peekaboo with it, while mm. also making sure that like. There's no Gozu sneaking up behind you. And then, uh-oh, here what? Here comes a Gozu that you didn't know was there. What's the plan now? Where are you going to run? And how are you going to avoid the other mobs around, right? And I think, like, that's probably one of the hardest, uh, the like, really anxiety-inducing, difficult parts of uh, Deep Dungeon content. Like, mm. if you've ever done, like, no steel, I mean, like, no items, no, no steel, no anything, DPS and 
then had that cool theme of like, okay, I just need to find like enough white mages to open. And then scour the whole floor looking for white mages, each one of which you need to find some corner to hide behind. And all the rooms around you are full of dangerous mobs that you've been sneaking through while avoiding the train of ghosts. I think that is super exciting. And it's unfortunate mm. that we have none of that kind of feeling in Orthos, right? Mm. Um, I will say that Orthos bosses feel great. Um, my favorite, especially the 90 boss, I feel it's mm. really interactive. The fight is fast. Um, the fights do have more HP than others, uh, but it's expected to use demi-clones on them. With demi-clones, I think the fight duration is manageable. And you know what this does, actually? Demi-clones, they homogenize the clear time between classes, right? So if, like, mm. let's say a DPS does 100 units of damage. Onion Knight does 100 units of damage, right? And then it's not just like a damage multiplier like strength, because 30% will benefit, you know, DPS way more than like a healer, right? Um, so an Onion Knight you have with DPS, mm. so you have like 200 DPS in total. A healer would be 50, but you have 50 plus 100, so now you're 150, right? So it kind of closes the gap a bit, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. right? Um... So basically, all classes can have a kind of similar clear time. And mm. also because of all classes not having to worry about survivability, that part is also homogenized. So it's like, I feel like with Orthos, once you could clear on one job, you could pretty much clear on any any job you want to. You just pull mm. your way through. It, do it doesn't um, change things that much what you run on. So I think that part of it is definitely a bit lackluster compared to the previous Deep Dungeons where... Like, fighting 190 boss on, like, a tank versus a TPS is just um, night and day. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, <clears throat> I know it's not fun to be the last person to give your opinion, <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> but is there anything else you want to throw in there, too, or you just kind of agree with some of the points already made? My opinion very much mirrors what Jayla and AG have said, how I'm fairly disappointed with how the later floors in Eureka Orthos play out. Mm -hmm. I personally I enjoy playing melee in deep dungeons the most because mm. what you have to do to survive like kiting on melee and managing your steel and your serenity throughout the different floors your mob choices using your cooldowns to fight one mob then you then fighting an easier one without them and like managing your resources in that way it's completely absent from Eureka Orthos and that's such a mm. such a shame that we've waited five years for this content and it doesn't match up and in my opinion of course it doesn't match up to what we've had previously so i've been in eureka mm. orthos soloing and i've just thought man i kind of wish i was in heaven on high right now okay. which is mm. not a great look for me with it being the first week in the content so you know i i have a, an opinion on that a good bit too uh and you know my perspective is different here, as I'm again the the newer the newer player, uh, trying to solo this and kind of venture into this whole excitement. Um, uh, just for those that are watching, we're talking with veteran, skilled, deep dungeon players. Uh, it may not reflect like the same thoughts and everything of like more casual ones that players that are kind of getting in there. It's almost a similar situation as in when we talk. Uh, about raiding with the world first players when they come on <laughs> that it cleared the savage first or cleared an ultimate first 
they start giving thoughts and opinions it's going to be from a perspective of i know this stuff and this is the challenges that i'm looking for and what you guys might be thinking about it would you say that kind of lines up too with your opinions is that you're coming from that mm. kind of perspective i yeah, would I definitely think, say think so, so yeah. yeah yeah but at the same time i've heard the opinion that people find the later parts of Eureka Orthos to be a bit of a disappointment in comparison. Even just mm -hmm. in the solo community in general, it seems to be a fairly pervasive uh, opinion. I'm, yeah. Of course, there are other people who might prefer mm -hmm. this methodology approach, methodological approach to Deep Dungeon, but yeah. it's still valid. But yeah. it's yeah. not as fun for those of us who have ex like much experience previously. It's just not the same experience. It doesn't yeah. feel like a deep dungeon. It feels think, like yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I think. Oh. I think, oh, um, I think what even like someone that isn't a veteran to it, I think they'll come to that conclusion stepping into let's say eighty one. Mm. Um, I think seventy one right now is probably the spookiest of the floors because of what you have to watch out for. Like there is a little bit of anxiety inducing stuff with the apes going in and you have to make sure that you don't, you know, mess with them. But then you step into 81 and it's it's, you know, you have the wide floors similar to the higher floors of the palace. You can see everything. Um again, aside from not knowing what some of them do or some of them aggro, I mean you could basically pull everything. You're not really threatened. I mean this mm. this was definitely big on me when I think it was even 91 or 81 when I when I opened two mimics from the chest and I'm just casually kiting them without really too much of a threat. I mean, just like, okay, if this was happening on high in 81, I'd be terrified. I'd have to steal up. I'd have the witching and do everything. I think I did that with no steal and just was just normally kiting and it's just like, okay, well, whatever. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that scary. I mean, 81, like comparing Palace and Heaven on High, 81 and 181, I mean, those are the floors that are extremely terrifying to cut through because you have to make sure that you get off those floors uh, to make sure you have commanders and, and stuff to get into the last set. But with, with Eureka, it kind of is just a time sink to get to the boss and just make sure you have enough. Like, it wasn't, you're not getting challenged by the enemies, you're getting challenged by um, the time. And yeah, like, like even, even, again, our perspective is obviously from from Hyvet, from, from, from a lot of experience, but I think that will be the the common thought from from a lot of people that they'll they'll feel the anxiety of the of that previous 71 and then they'll probably feel that 81 is actually kind of chill outside of maybe a time management issue which is a different challenge altogether yeah i agree with that and also that like not just compared to the old deep dungeons final two sets uh arthos uh the final sets almost feel like uh I don't know. You take take like the eighty set and put it like before sixty, you know, and then push the others up, because uh, a lot of the other sets uh, feel more stressful, right? Like um, in previous sets, you have like the sharks that you have to LOS. You have those uh those uh Giga Chat guys that use the quake, right? Um, mm. basically stuff that you know you you need a lot of room to hide with, right? And as Angelus mentioned earlier, they did play a lot around with like LOSing stuff, right? There's a lot of these things that you have to LOS or you die, and th that's kind of scary because sometimes it's like it might you might not have the best place to find an LOS, especially because it's the cave layout, right? Mm. So I felt like that was like pretty tricky at some point. And then you enter floor 80 and then it's like, okay, well, now LOS doesn't exist anymore, right? You can see everything and everything just has an AOE that you 
dodge and that's it right mm -hmm. um like it almost feels like the earlier mobs have more like complexity than the later ones some some of my mm. friends like to comment that it felt like they ran out of time or something on some of the later stuff um and then mm. another comment is like in terms of basic attack damage um it's kind of funny that uh stuff on the 60s set some of it autos for more than the stuff on 80s and 90s. So it's like the damage actually goes down. Like, I remember on 60 set when I got mm. there for the first time, I'm like, well, these are hitting me for 11k. It's uh, kind of relevant damage, right? I wonder if it's going to go up. No, it actually doesn't. That That's as high as it gets. And it, it's weird that it doesn't go up, right? You would think it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, that was. That, I think that was our assumption. And I think our assumption as well is that, like, the job that you take in is going to matter, which, um, as we've already said a couple of times, like homogenization of jobs because of the demi clones, because of the various other new palmanders, is really strong in this. And I think for me, that's probably the most disappointing part because the reason why I keep coming back to do deep dungeon is it's very different depending on the job and the role that you play. Like the the strategies that you employ for healer versus a tank, versus a melee, versus a viz range. Like, it's completely different how you play. And I feel like, especially with, you know, the time-saving aspects of, like, the, the Onion Knight, you don't have to worry as much about playing in a certain way. Like, you can kind of just, like, do it and be done. Like, you don't have to worry about the time on the bosses. You don't have to worry about um, the damage that you're going to take as a melee. You don't have to worry about... All that kind of stuff. So it makes it feel a lot more flat compared to the other other two deep dungeons. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I really, you know, I'm enjoying the hell out of it, right? <laughs> so like going through this and going, it's a different, but my, my again, perspective is very fresh and new to all this stuff. And so I, I don't see a lot of these finer points yet. Uh, but as, like you were saying, as I get into the higher levels, I'm probably going to start getting, uh, start seeing it a little bit more clearly uh and then but then house the dead's open for me now heaven on high's open for me so those two would still be semi-fresh content for a new player mm. coming into this kind of community this whole deep dungeon community and everything else and trying to do the solo i mean once they've someone's completed eureka orthos and they're like i feel pretty good about this they're probably going to want to go to these other two sets of content beforehand too right and try to yeah. Uh, go through that so it feels like almost like this was set to kind of grease the wheels or like try to pave the way and get people more into this style of content that's repeatable and easy to uh kind of keep players engaged uh do you think that might have been one of the goals with releasing this was to get more people involved with it hmm uh it's hard to say and which is i'm actually kind of curious what you all think like what do you all think is the most introductory friendly deep dungeon for like someone who's never done it before right um personally i'm my two cents are that eureka orthos is probably not it uh mm. it's so heavy on the one-shot gimmicks <laughs> that anyone who comes into it the first time their initial experience before they even get to any remotely high floors will just be Oh, it's just full of things that just like one shot you and you just have to know, right? And then they'll just assume everything's going to be like that when that's not usually how it is. I think that Heaven on High is will remain to be the better introductory mm. deep dungeon because 
the the stat squish one to fifty is a bit of a joke, mm. but you still you can breeze right through that within two hours less. You can do it. I've done it within one hour, and then you can then you slowly start to get these sets, which get more and more difficult as as you go up, and it you get to the interesting stuff more quickly, so you can learn faster. Mm. With Palace of the Dead, two hundred floors is great but it's such an incredible time sink and it takes so long to get to the difficult stuff that it's i can understandably it could be off-putting for people Mm -hmm, definitely yeah Yeah, i think oh okay uh i think for me like i think it depends on where you're coming from so like let's say you're a raider you've done savage you've done ultimate then i actually don't think that um, coming into Yuriko Orthos is necessarily a bad thing because the mechanics in there are kind of going to be what you expect from an ultimate where you're just going to die if you get hit by anything. It's the same concept. Um, but if you're a newer player and you're not used to those types of mechanics, then I think still heaven on high, um, is going to be like the best option. Um, I, I have done a one to 200 in one stream, before and it was 17 hours (laughs) so i don't i don't recommend what if you die during that i did die actually and i started over so it was 17 hours (laughs) jeez i think it would have been 15 hours if i hadn't died um but yeah Mm. it, it was pretty intense so i mean obviously like palace Palace 151 Plus is like some of the best content that this game has to offer, in my opinion. Um, that's including like ultimates. But you have to get there. You have to spend so many hours just to get there. And it's it's a big time commitment, especially solo, um, because anything can kill you and then you have to go back to floor one. Um, so I think as Ellie said, Heaven on High, with 1 to 50 being as easy as it is now in Endwalker, it's just going to be like the better introduction um, for people who are newer to the game. Mm. Can I ask a really stupid question that like I, I thought of a couple of times? Uh, you just you brought up about going back to level one, but you can still go back to that. Can you go back to that file afterwards and start back from that beginning floor without the achievements? Or like, so start back at 20. If you die on between 21 and 30, go back to 21 and go through those floors again. Just you wouldn't earn the achievements, right? No. I feel like some for some Cannot reason I felt like I saw that as an option. Maybe I was just never mind because I thought there was well, like a, a checkpoint without achievements you could keep going or something like that. But there is a checkpoint if you start at twenty one and either or start at that 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 higher checkpoint you'll get you'll get a notice in the scorecard that says this file cannot get this achievement. So you could keep going, but you just won't get the achievement. So if you basically, like fifty one palace or twenty one Eureka. If you wanted to learn and go through all that stuff, you could have a file just dedicated to learning those floors. Mm. But you can't go back in if you die. Because once yeah, you yeah, get a KO, you can't you can't again. go you can't go up to those higher floors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The only floors that you could go in after wiping are the first thirty in. Okay. Heaven yeah. High yeah. and Eureka Orthos. That makes sense. But, and up one to one hundred in Palace of the Dead. But if you have any wipes past that, you will be unable to continue the file. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying to have to go in there and clear a file out too every single time. Oh, yeah. 
makes me feel sad. So to kind of go back to the the point you you're asking us earlier, Frosty. Yeah. Um, were did they make Eureka Orthos to be kind of like a thing to I guess introduce people? I don't know. I don't know if that was their intention, but to me, it, it seems like that. I mean, Sheila was mentioning it too. How it seems like a lot of the mechanics in Eureka Orthos are relatable to a lot of the fights that you have now. So maybe it is like a, a way to enter into this content to get used to that. Like, okay, you've already done probably X amount of savages, X amount of ultimates, and you're just dealing with these mechanics that are fairly similar to it. And you just, you know, it's just, you know, don't get hit, dodge the mechanic or something like that. Um, and I think there's there's going to be a lot of different perspectives from this. And I'm really going to be curious over the over the period of time to see what people will think. And, and if we get to talk to new players, how they engage with it over time. Mm. Because... Um, uh first like i think like i would agree originally heaven on high was a nice entry point into into deep dungeon to kind of ease you in at least prior to Eureka orthos coming out to ease you into to the other deep dungeons but i feel like because palace and heaven on high are now now even more so so much different than than deep dungeon we have right now um i think Eureka orthos a little bit different opinion than what ellie made i think Eureka orthos would be a good entry point because one thing i see from a lot of various streamers, content creators, and also a lot of people is that more than likely they're going to enter the content and look up something of information. They're going to look up probably mm. Mage's Guide. I've already seen a whole bunch of people right now like reading up Mage's Guide, reading it word for word. Um, and with that information, it's really big in Eureka Orthos. So if you know what's going to happen in front of you, you can probably deal with it. Where in Palace and Hitman on High, we can you can read as you can watch as many bots, you can read as many and as, as many guides. It's you still have to apply it, and sometimes you still have to run it back so many more times. And I feel like it might depend on what the person decides to do to enter the content. I mean, if you're doing it blind, like myself, like you, like you, Frosty, uh, it might be tough because there's just so much to figure out. You got to figure out how to have what these proto manders are. You got to figure out how to dodge these mechanics. If you already know all the mechanics, and even the bosses, if you just were just like reading through a, like a like like a like a raid planner for the boss, I mean, maybe it doesn't become as much of a challenge you just have to hit all the buttons and, and do all the motions you can't do that in the previous two deep dungeons like i can tell you oh yeah you know godfather does a tank buster here and there on a dps you know do the do the lust here and there but i mean executing that 14 hours into the run that's tough i mean no matter how many mm -hmm. times we can tell you it's going to be tough and you have to run it back and have 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 all that have all that time just to get back up there so i think it may vary to the gamer of how they approach the content whether mm. whether it is going to be heaven on high to be the entry point or whether it is uh ubiqui orthos to be entry point how much information they want to have beforehand and you know definitely see over time but it might be very interesting mm. yeah i mean the mental of something like palace like especially behemoth um so for those that don't know with behemoth at in the last uh 15 of that fight once you get it below 15%, it's darts just spamming ecliptic meteor and it becomes a DPS race. Like, can you kill it before it kills you? Because it takes off 80% of your health every single time. Um, the, it's like a, a minute, a minute of time in this 15 hour run where you have to execute a rotation perfectly. And depending on the job, like some jobs have it easier, melee have it a bit easier on behemoth. Um, but other jobs like uh, Bard, for instance, have a really hard push, we call it, that you have to do because there's a very specific rotation that has to get played out from 20% to zero for you to be able to clear this fight. And it all comes down to a minute of time in this 15-hour run. 
And there's nothing like that in Eureka Orthos or Heaven on High even. Um, the mental of spending all these hours in this run to then have it come down to like a minute of your time. Um, and I think like that pressure and the feeling of, of beating that is, I mean, it's very comparable to me of clearing an ultimate. And it's one of the reasons why I keep coming back to Palace. And I, I don't think they can replicate it in a file that's only 100 floors, but I do wish that Eureka Orthos had more of those moments. Hmm. Right. And you know what, to me, was one of the coolest parts about Behemoth? It's way back in the day. Um, it's like we thought that only healers and red mage could do it. Mm. Right. We thought it was impossible on anything else. But then slowly and slowly, more and more jobs started to figure it out, right? Mm, and then the strategies. Right. And then it was crazy <laughs> to see the evolution and just how much better people could get. And then, like, I remember, like, even talking to Alithia, who was one of the uh, top runners for Deep Dungeon, and she's always do up to some crazy things. And we've just, like, looked at it and agreed, oh, it's an impossible on Black Mage. It's impossible on Bard on Dancer. And then mm. eventually... It gets figured out. People figure out a way to do it. And it's crazy, right? In fact, all jobs can do it, mm. um, it turned out. And I don't know if that was intentional design, but it, I feel like it's kind of cool that it turned out to be balanced in such a way that it could, mm. it's really tight, but like with perfect rotation. And for those who don't know, what the bar the first bard clear on heaven I mean on Behemoth used to be. You mm. would have to put your dots on the boss as you as you edge it to like fifteen percent, which is the push threshold, right? You wanna open just like the way right just like how you open a raid with like a hard cast uh, skill, right? You open up the push by transforming into resolution and dropping that AOE because it does damage. Mm. Then you go into your rotation and then drop all your burst and then go back into resolution to drop more of those AOEs because they do more damage than your uh, dinky little heavy shot, right? And it's crazy how people figured out stuff like that to mm. make those pushes. And that discovery was like what was the most exciting part about uh, Deep Dungeon to me. Completely mm -hmm. agree. Yeah. I mean, even stuff like it, it's not the same now. Like there have been a lot of job changes that have made things easier. But um, one push that I was trying for in Shadowbringers and pre Living Dead change was getting Dark Knight Behemoth down. And that was an incredibly difficult one because you could not heal yourself with Living Dead. And so you would have to time Living Dead exactly so that you were actually casting resolution at the very end because you would run out of your resources. You wouldn't have enough to finish the kill. So you'd be casting resolution and you would have to die at the same moment or just after Behemoth died to be able to get that clear. And it was one of the, the hardest uh, pushes that you would do. Um, it, it's easier now because you have Living Dead. You can just heal yourself. Um, but before, like, it was it was incredible, like, the challenge and the way that the community was able to figure out how do we actually overcome this. It has been so cool to see that evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, the, but, you know, that those all happen, I would say, as an unintentional design, right? You know, they, they didn't design it in a way that was... Uh, we're thinking about how all these different jobs are going to solo it and make sense out of mm. it. With Eureka, it feels like they thought about that. It's, it's a <laughs> so, lot more intentional yeah. Yeah, than yeah. Alice. Yeah. And so, but the thing is, 
the Final Fantasy community could be very creative. <laughs> they yes. could figure they stuff can out. be, and the yeah. like the Deep Dungeon community has evolved so much, right? Yeah. Like, cause back then, way back when in Heaven's Word, when Palace existed. There was a 1 to 100, but someone correct me if I'm wrong, but there actually wasn't the Necromancer title back then. Nice. Um, and then when Stormblood released, they added Red Mage. I remember Stormblood releasing, I was on vacation and I was reading patch notes. And then I read, wait, they added this new potion, sustaining potion. So they, okay, so I thought they added Red Mage, they added a new potion that could heal you in Palace of the Dead. And at the same patch, they added the Necromancer title. And then I'm like, so they realized that now it's doable. And they also nerfed about damage on the bosses, right? Mm. So that's kind of when they acknowledged it was doable and probably tuned the experience to say, okay, if you do this really perfectly, then you could clear. Well, which is something that for a long time, everyone didn't even think was doable. The thing that I'd love to say about that is that they probably knew it was doable. Uh, and they, they were like, okay, uh but they didn't want to make major changes. They're like, okay, if we add these couple things in, someone can solo it. It could be like extra content out there that just kind of, did they like make even a huge deal about it? Like saying, hey, this is something you should try to go solo or anything like that? Like, did they try to push Not that? Really. So Not some, that I know of. So some developer out there was thinking about this, and they're like, "Let me let's just add in these few things, because that had that was definitely an intentional thing to push someone to try to solo it." And because they've made a few, just a few changes, they've added in a whole community of content. <laughs> Our whole co yeah. basically created a community. It's crazy, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, uh, and one of the best communities in the game too. Like the the thing is, I think because um, it is solo everyone wants to band together to try and work out how to do things and push the limits and try things um, like beyond even just getting the title itself. There's Omni clearing. There's also scoring. Uh, there's become a huge community around score. Well, huge quote unquote uh, around scoring um, where, you know, we, we try to find all these new ways and techniques to be able to kill as many mobs on the floors and, um, by every floor in under 30 minutes and do all these different things to get as many points as possible. And it's been amazing over the past like year or two to see how those techniques and strategies have changed and how, um, how much higher the scores have actually gotten. Like we keep seeing new, like world best scores because people are figuring out new techniques and new ways of doing it. Um, and all just from this content that they kind of were like, okay, well, I'll just add a sustaining potion in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did the... So, help my memory a little bit here, because there is a solo ranking board. When mm. did they... Was it always, you know, group and solo? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. But there just wasn't clears. There wasn't full clears on the solo. For a long board. Not okay. for a yeah. long time. Okay, got it. Uh, that makes a little sense. So they, they they want it to like push people to try to do it solo, but maybe they weren't thinking, oh well, you'll have, you'll probably never get a clear. And maybe they realized there was like a wall somewhere, and they're like, well, technically it's just not possible in the system. How do we make it technically possible? Mm. And okay. that's how these things came about. But they just didn't make a big deal about it after the fact, which is kind of uh, no. Weird. <laughs> I but. mean. The biggest recognition that we've gotten, which I think really made a lot of us in the Deep Dungeon community excited, was um, there were several times over the last few live letters where when they were talking about Deep Dungeon, 
they mentioned how big the community's gotten and how many like omni clearers there are that have cleared all 19 jobs in both palace and um heaven on high and how amazing that is that they can they couldn't not they could not believe that so many people had managed to clear all 19 jobs in both mm -hmm. yeah. and that was really cool to hear like they know we exist and they know we're working on the content really hard mm -hmm. and I, I mean that's exactly the kind of stuff we want to see with them and you know uh Again, with this new content, we've had less than a week on it, too, to fully evaluate it. <laughs> There's probably a lot of other yeah. things for us to dive into after it's completely torn apart. Uh, but it, it's been... I, it's, still, it's definitely been a roller coaster. Mm. You know, I, I, I was watching the leaderboards for a bit to kind of see how people are doing and everything and see where people are getting the 100 solo clears. The only two, I checked this morning, the only two I haven't seen actual clears on was Bard, which I think made it to 99, uh, but I didn't see any yep. 100 clears. There's and a cleared Bard now, I believe. There? I think there was one, yeah, that I heard about. And then um, there was uh, I... Astro for 68, mm. I think was the other one. Astrologian. Yeah, she got to 99. Astrologian. Did they? <laughs> yeah, I think they got uh, to 99. I don't know if there was a clear yet, but I know he got to 99. A great final Astro. for all yeah. of uh, Yeah, Allie got to 99 on Astro. She uh, timed out, and you know what happened? She uh, used a dread to double dip, and then on the next floor, it was no knockback. <laughs> oh my god, no yeah, way. Yeah, on 90, I believe, as well. Oh, that's so bad. Oh man, that's so close. Yeah. It's very yeah. funny considering there was a recent discovery or i suppose a confirmation of in palace of the dead i believe the last three floors 197 198 199 it, no knockback or knockback penalty is not in the pool of debuffs that you can get and similarly yep. in heaven on high for 97 98 99 no magicite isn't in the pool for debuffs that you can get hmm. but it seems like yeah. no knockback is in the pool for Eureka Orthos towards the end, but we don't know yet if the Demi-Clone penalty is or not, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, we have, we've talked about it a little bit. This is like a completely new feature, uh, and people kind of meme about Ununite and everything, but how do you guys feel about the Demi-Clones overall? Do you feel like it was a good addition to throw those in? I like them. I think they're interesting. They're a different uh, approach to having resources to get yourself through difficult floors. Mm -hmm. The only problem is you don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's uh, the problem. There's so many other things that you have. And here's the other thing. These demi-clones are not that rare. In yeah. fact, mm. it's probably pretty common for you to find, like, I dare say on, like, I feel like even they get more common towards the end. In Heaven on High, yeah. if you hit a Magicite, it's like you just won the lottery, right? On like floor yeah. 90, you pick up a Magicite, oh my god. Like, it's like yeah. surreal. You you see the text and you can't believe it. You're like, oh mm. my god, a Magicite! Yeah. Like, and you then, get like that. And then mm. you're here on Eureka Orthos, you uh, open a silver chest and, you know, it feels like there's like literally a 50% chance that you see Demi-Clone and you're mm. just like, oh. You're, you're not surprised because it's that common. And you're also mm. not that impressed because, you know, you, you didn't really need it. <laughs> you're super useful, yeah. but... Ugh, I got enough of you. 
<laughs> yeah, like it, it's really weird because when we were first watching the live letter and they were previewing the new Palmanders, we I, I personally felt really excited. I was like, oh my god, there's a combination rage lust. There's um, these demi clones and. I was thinking about all the different ways that we could use the demi clones in Eureka Orthos to make things easier potentially. And so then my expectation was that mobs were going to hit really hard. There were going to be like a lot of things to overcome, especially later that you would want to use those demi clones on and that they'd be kind of like magicite, except well, in, in terms of, of rarity, um, except that you still have to like do things on the floor. Like you don't just get to clear the whole floor with it. And I think because of the fact that damage is is so low on you that and you don't have to worry about it very much, it really lowers the value of the um, of the demi clones. If mm. if you had to do more on the floors to get through them, then they'd be a lot higher value. Got it. You know what kind of caught me off guard with the demi clones in the in the description for them? They're like, oh, there are three different kinds, and you need to figure out which situation you need to use which one. Mm. But here's the thing. Healer. Okay, there's a healer. There's a white mage. It heals you with cure. It has stone skin. And then it does, like, potato damage. I mean, it does, like, 75% yeah. of healer damage. And then it's like, but why do you need the heals when nothing does damage, right? <laughs> like, I would understand. Like, that would be great in, like, Heaven on High, right? Mm. Imagine that. So good in Heaven on High. Yeah. And then, but then here it's, like, useless. And then, like, I remember when my party picked up the Onion Knights for the first time, we're like, oh, this is the tank. But we're like, is it going to be an NPC that's attackable? It's like, is it going to be like, um, back in the, back in the old summer day tanking with Titan, right? Is it going to be like that? No, it's not a tank. It, it, it's just a DPS. Yep. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so you have Dolga, you have, a. You have Onion Knight, they both just do damage, right? So they're kind of just, the value is just for the damage. You kind of don't care too much about whatever else they do. Um, I guess Dolga and Petrify can be cool sometimes, but half the time it'll also mess you off because for some reason, there are some mobs that if you interrupt them out of a skill with Stun or Petrify, for example, the Toads, right? They they suck you in and then they try to jump, right? If you interrupt that jump, which is like a one second cast, by the way, then after they get unstunned, they're gonna try to jump again, which mm. might throw you off because you expect to like, oh, you get sucked in, sucked in, then you just walk out easy. But if you stun them and then they do that quickly, quick one second jump again, you know, that might just catch you off guard. And it's like, so it's almost like the petrify, the random CC could kind of throw you in for a loop. Mm. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I one mild gripe to all of this, and I'm sure it's all lore appropriate and everything, but the one that does DPS is green, right? The one that heals is red. Yeah. <laughs> that irritates me. I didn't even think about that. But... No, me neither. I literally didn't think about that. It bothers me so much. <laughs> I just don't like it. Uh, and Ununite, you know, it's his orange thing. Whatever, it's okay. But um, I, I messed it up. <laughs> multiple times like you know <laughs> that ahead. actually might be what happened to me i was doing a a run and i was i was 20 to 30 i was on the boss and i was going for sub 30 and i'm like okay i need to click my doga here so i have enough damage 
And then I just click on Une by instinct. Maybe I just saw the saw the color and thought, okay, this is my damage. And then I actually had to dread the boss too to make sure I actually did enough damage because I used <laughs> the wrong one. You can't even say, I take that back. I want to use this one too. No, once it's out, it's out. You can't do anything about it. Nah. Um, It'd be nice if there was a way to dismiss them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I will say lore-wise, uh, people who are like really into lore, I heard that there's a lot of really good information that you get from the NPC after clearing the floors too, uh, which we don't have to dive into too much because again, some may be uh, trying to avoid some of that. But at the same time, it is great that they found a new avenue to push some of this lore out to the uh, community because uh, it's it wasn't completely expected, <laughs> I guess. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, Deep Dungeon, I just wasn't expecting such a huge lore dump. I don't know why. Right. I mean, I can see why they usually don't, right? Because something that Square Enix never wants to do is gate lore behind hard content, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of people or, like, casual players who care about the lore that would get upset, right, if the lore was gated behind, right? So, like, that's why we have normal raids. You get all the raid mm -hmm. lore. You don't get some bonus lore for doing Savage, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, it's surprising that there even is some lore behind the end of uh, Deep Dungeon, which is considered, like, mm -hmm. kind of a hard content. There's stuff you can draw from Savage and Ultimates, I think. Mm. Uh, but you can just watch it, too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, the amount of people that got, like, really mad, though, over DSR because of the fact that it's like this alternate timeline for um, what, like what if Horshafont lived, mm -hmm. right? Um, like there were so many people that I saw like on Twitter and stuff like that, that were like, why is this ultimate? All these ultimate raiders don't care about uh, lore. <laughs> they just want to do the, but it's not true. Like I am a huge story fan. Yeah. I love ultimate raids and I love the story. Like it's yeah, not I'm one or the other. Boat. Yeah, like, but there were a lot of people that were like, they just cutscene skip, and they they don't care about this. Why do they get to do it and I don't? <laughs> it's like some it's literally the, an alternate timeline. <laughs> some of the ultimate, like, most skilled players in this game, their favorite activities are role playing, clubs, glamour, glamour lore, yeah, <laughs> story, yep. crafting. It's <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> There, there isn't it's a separation the there. Yeah, there isn't no. like a huge separation. There are players who really love raiding that don't care, uh, mm. but it would, I guess, it would be rare to have someone who plays this game who doesn't care about raids and doesn't care about story. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely people who care about the story but don't care about raid. But that doesn't mean they're exclusive, right? Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I play this game to do everything: housing, mm. raids, crafting, fishing. Um, the story, like the story, deep dungeon, like it, there's so much that this game has to offer. And like, you're not just a one track person. I don't think, I think there are a lot of people who are very multifaceted in this game. Mm -hmm. Oh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like, uh, I'm glad that they, they, it seems like they went kind of hard at this content. Again, there could be some, I expect there to be a little bit of drop off here and there every once in a while mm. and like you guys were talking about kind of the final floors and everything maybe they did hit a time crunch um i mean how often would you want this content every expansion you would want a new one you think yeah that seems reasonable more, make it harder yeah okay. get, yeah more and make it harder yeah i want them like make it two times harder than Eurycorthos is like 
even something simple they could do, you know, at least, like, I don't know, increase the damage, the auto attacks on the higher mob, so mm. you actually have to kind of stress about, like, movement and whatnot, right? Like, I mean, it shouldn't do less than the floor of 60 mobs, that's for sure, okay? Yeah, you that's weird to me. <laughs> you guys told yeah. me that Baja is the reason it didn't happen in Shadowbringers, right? Yeah. Didn't yep. Eureka happen the same time that Heaven on High yes. came out? Same. It did. It's very strange. Bullshit. I would also <laughs> think that Eureka is... Personally, I prefer Eureka to Bosch as yeah. well. But... So, I, I yeah, have to call BS weird. on that. Dude. 100%. That, that's what they told us. Yeah, like, I don't understand, especially because I think Eureka or Eureka original is, is more in-depth than Baja is. Like, there's yeah. more to do there. So it's yes. really weird. Yeah. Uh, Eureka had... Eureka had a ton. It was a huge environment. And it had the Baldessian uh, arsenal at the end of it as well. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it, it was major content that kind of fell in line with releasing Heavens on High. And you know what? Uh, no, I think they only had... They only had two ultimates, right? Two ultimates in Stormblood. Two ultimates yeah. in Stormblood. And only yeah. one, had one in Shadowbringers. One in Shadowbringers, nope. yeah. okay. COVID did cause problems during Shadowbringers. No, of course. Yes. So I can at least sort yeah. of forgive them for things being a little bit wonky during that time because that was a that was a very tough time for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it doesn't really especially with the slightly longer patch cycles now, it doesn't really hold up to the same like so, the same kind of excuse. Where's my Eureka Abasha, this expansion, and it's because of Island Sanctuary. That's yeah, the reason why. Sanctuary. So yeah. I'm a little bit per peeved. I'm a little bit peeved. <laughs> I mean, it is it is kind of disappointing because I yeah. had hoped that Island Sanctuary was going to be like really repeatable kind of like I'm grinding for I'm grinding those like uh, whatever they're called, the island currency for mm -hmm. like a long time to get something really cool. But there's like nothing like that. You kind of just get it and then you're done. And you just abandon your animals and you don't mm -hmm. ever look back until the next time they release something new for it. Um, yeah. I guess you could also consider... But mine, but yeah, you could also talk... Uh, Criterion Dungeons. That was the only thing. That, but I mean, like, I don't know if that equates to a whole, like, Eureka. Uh, maybe... No, definitely not. <laughs> maybe, well, but... Again, there's nothing, there's no reason to do it again. Like, you do it once, mm -hmm. and it's kind of enough. Like, they didn't, they didn't give us any incentive to keep going back to it. Like, there's an incentive with Deep Dungeon to keep going back to right. it, which is that you can do it on different jobs, you can try to go for score, and beat your score, like, try to be on the top of the leaderboards. Like, there's a lot of repeatable content in there because of that, because it feels so different depending on which job you're doing. But, like... Why do I want to go back to Criterion after I've beaten it? Uh, you don't. There's no rewards. There's not really anything you get from doing it. It's just mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to beat the bosses again. Yeah. So I would say you're right on that. They kind of did miss the mark on the repeatable content for those two. Mm. Uh, so, an island sanctuary. It's it is kind of a weird experiment, I think, for that for them to figure out how they want to do that, what the community response would be, and what they want. And so they're going to figure that out. I'm sure, same thing with Criterion Dungeon. And I think mm. you know, I I do always have to give Square Enix some sort of credit that they do experiment. Right? They just try to find new content that players like, and they try to like 
test oh, the waters for sure. uh yeah. and then hopefully improve you know we're not seeing diet well diadem i guess came back for crafters or gatherers or whatever right uh mm -hmm. in some way but uh they they dropped it they're like we're okay well <laughs> we're gonna move on from that uh we get it and then they made eureka which turned out to be pretty good uh but yeah we're, we're waiting for them to use that same like successful formula moving forward but i guess they just wanted to test some water the water with those the two different types of content so i can't yeah. equate both those two maybe put together pushed out content that was similar to baja or eureka yeah. so yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm saying like, oh, they're not repeatable and stuff like that. But I mean, for me personally, I don't really feel content starved, but that's because I literally just spent like six weeks doing top, I think. And before mm. that, I was doing DSR and other mm. like savage content. You know, we were we were doing week one, stuff like that as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so like every time I finish some raid content, some something new comes out, it feels like. So like that plus deep dungeon and anything else I'm doing in the game, like I personally feel very busy and I'm not like that bothered by the lack of, of repeatable stuff. Um, I know there has been like a lot of conversation about like content drought, like is there enough content in Final Fantasy 14? So I think that varies a lot depending on the player. But for me, it's like, I know ultimate raids is, is so time consuming. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm also, I'm still progging like, you cup at the moment with my group bunch. That's good. Only done. We afterwards we can still have DSR and top to mm. look at. So even from a raid perspective, there's plenty to there's plenty to do. Yes. You could even go back and do min high level stuff. Yeah. Like I don't think there's a lack of content. It's just a bit of a shame that when they release new content that it doesn't have the same level of replayability as some of the old stuff. Mm -hmm. Agreed, yeah. Because, like, once, you know, there is, I think, going to be a long gap between now and 7.0. Um, the, there were some news, uh, like, coming out that they're not going to, like, follow the exact same cycle of when they're releasing 7.0, uh, like, I don't know, a month or two ago. And my theory is it's not going to come out until, like, summer 2024 because we have <laughs> JP FanFest in January 2024, and that's probably when they're going to announce it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so perfect. there's... Like, if you think about that long stretch of like nothing, like what's what's happening then? Like what are they doing for that period of time? It's one a little right hard to see. Yeah, one raid here, two Criterion dungeons, uh, an alliance raid. Yeah, Maybe some more MSQ. It's they not a whole lot coming up. To surprise us with Eureka Orthos one hundred one to two hundred, <laughs> their chance oh. to redeem everything. That yeah. would yeah, be rad. Go. That would actually, actually be I would so like cool. that. If they made, I like, would be down for that. Plus, actually, like, so hard, yeah. yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I, I wonder if like like the opinions that were made about the fact that a lot of the content, I guess, in this expansion isn't is more, I guess, geared towards just being super hard but not repeatable. And I wonder if that was like their goal with Eureka. Like they were assuming that okay, this difficulty will stop people, like will stop people, hard gate people to get to get it cleared. But I mean, people cleared mm. day one, especially with solo. Mm. I mean, assuming solo would have been the harder route versus going in and party. Um, so it, it is kind of curious to see if, if that was really what it was, but maybe they are experimenting things. And, and I mean, I feel like with Eureka, at least they did, I think they did nail a couple things that were really great. And then there's other things oh, yeah. that were really not mm. that great. Um, so it would be interesting yes. to see what they decide moving forward. I mean, the I, idea of going 100 more floors after that, I think I would like that too. You know, if they, they would like listen in and maybe just like push it even further. Because I mean, 
It also does make it interesting because if you do add in, even if you realistically add in 100 floors, I wonder what their direction would be. I mean, like Meiji said, if, if the enemies are just hitting the same type of auto attacks from like 60 up, I mean, I don't know how much more creativity you can go there unless you really change it around and just start, you know, increasing the damage or like you certainly can't change the mechanics. The mechanics are all going to be kind of the same, right? Um, so it would be curious to see what they decide on uh, the future stuff. Yeah. I actually think that if we could get a balancing pass for Eureka Orthos, I think that I would be very happy if all they did was change some of the numbers. I think that the, the most of the issues that I have with it are just the numbers. The HB, the mobs, and the first 30 floors. Yeah. Bring that down uh -huh. a little. Mm. Then the auto attack damage for the mobs. Increase it Bring every it set yeah. from 71 yeah. plus. Like the wolves. The wolves in 71 plus are a great very, example. They're thought. Ticks it takes for one k. It takes for <laughs> less than the palace one, where you have yeah. four times less HP. It takes yeah. for one thousand damage, where you have what? What like thirty k health? Thirty or whatever. and sixty k, depending yeah. on your role. Yeah, you know, if they increase like... all that stuff, they will say, "Well, this was." Uh, this was easier in you know three points or whatever, or easier in October or easier in uh, March, <laughs> right? You'll have the reverse meme. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, like they, I don't think they would do it. <laughs> but, it would. It would be so nice though. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I think like that's really the big challenge of the other deep dungeons is like you have to have a strategy for each mob, and I mean, it's not as much the case in. Uh, in Endwalker as it was in Shadowbringers, I feel. In Shadowbringers, when you were going into Deep Dungeon, there were mobs that you just did not want to touch. Like, if you saw them, you just avoided them. I feel like the only ones that I feel really scared about, depending on the situation and the job I'm on, are Flood Dragons in Palace of the Dead. But otherwise, like, I can, I'll just fight anything. Like, <laughs> but... Didn't have it on high. Yeah, yeah. But even still, like, you still have to have some amount of strategy. And you have to know how much damage they're going to... Yeah, Warriors in Heaven on High and Shadowbringers. I was fighting it as a Dark Knight with Steel and Frailty. And I was, like, sitting there shaking because I was so scared of it. Like, there's nothing like that even close in Eureka Orthos. And I think we were hoping that they would, like, get to that point again. I, I was personally hoping to have some of the feelings I had in Shadowbringers again. Mm-hmm. When my group was starting running and we saw some of the mechanics of the first mobs, we were like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what 70 plus is like. And then, yeah, I realized <laughs> it wasn't going to be anything wah, like wah. what we expected. And it's like, <laughs> just my opinion, I don't feel like as a non-tank, I don't think I should be allowed with Gloom and HP down to sit on a wall, not <laughs> move, take auto attacks from a mimic on 90 plus and yes. just literally sit there and not even you know worry about damage yeah you would not there's no way you would not touch a mimic gloom hp down in either of the other floor set or in either of the, the other deep dungeons as like a dps like you would they serenity steal. it you would steal you would frailty like Mm -hmm. I mean, you actually were scared of those debuffs. You're not scared of Gloom and Eureka Orthos or HP down. It's not the same. Mm. Yeah. On the, on the uh, first oh, day, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. On the first day when we were still climbing the low ether pool, I think it was, I can't remember if it was 81 plus or 91 plus. I was on Dragoon with Gloom, HP down, Mimic hits me. 
I have like 70 ether pool. It doesn't even do half my health. I was just like, oh, okay. I guess I'll never be afraid of these. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. You know so what they sad. should do? They should take all the dread beast auto attack damage and share some love with the minions yes. and the other mobs. Yes. The dread yeah. beasts are excellent. I like them. Yeah, I we didn't like talk about that too much. Um, yeah, I see them, uh, but then you can also one shot them, right? If you have a storm. Yeah, with storm. Yeah. yeah. I just I just storm them now because like you get storms enough that it doesn't feel like it, like you're like okay I'm gonna get thirty minute buff. If I just do this yeah. and a and a yellow too, free yellow, which you know, if you want the accursed, yeah, yeah. you want to yeah. get that, yeah. Like mm -hmm. I want the accursed title, mm -hmm. um. But yeah, like I I I was talking about this yesterday. Like the the dreads versus everything else is so bizarre because you can get like three shot on a tank in full ether pool at, from a dread, and then everything else is like so weak by comparison. It's like why why can't this be a little bit more normalized where the dreads feel like this massive challenge, but any job can solo them like reasonably. And then like all the other mobs are kind of also more of a challenge. I, I wish it was more like that rather than like, oh, the dreads are just impossible and you have to use palms to be able to kill yeah. them. Yeah. It actually feels like something has gone wrong with the numbers. It doesn't. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it really does feel like something is just the numbers are skewed in the wrong way in some shape or form. It's mm -hmm. that that's just how bizarre it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, we are kind of getting near the end of the. Sh it's already been like almost two hours, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you believe it. <laughs> yeah. <That's> crazy. <laughs> is is pretty oh, insane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess uh, it would be a good good question to just ask you guys. The we we had, we had a whole bunch of different points. There's tons to talk about, and we're all still exploring this content, and in some regard, right? There's still some stuff. It's still alive. It's not like content has been For completely sure. figured out, answered oh, every yeah. single question. But, you know, we, we got a good grip on it. Um, but I guess, is there anything else that you feel like we maybe miss that's very important to bring up before we start wrapping up, just to make sure I don't miss any uh, vital topics here? No, Frosty, you, you're a genius with all the discussion points. You don't have to worry about anything. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think this is great. I think like for me, what I hope people take away from this is that uh, Deep Dungeon is, is really great content. And I hope that more people find their way to it. Because um, I mean, Heaven on High and Pals still there and they're still fantastic. Like even being lower level, you know, only having 60 or 70 job toolkit, like there's so much fun to be had soloing those. Um, and I mean, same thing with Eureka Orthos. Like, I, you know, I have a lot of criticisms and a lot of things that I think they could have improved with Eureka Orthos that didn't, you know, go the way I was expecting. But I'm still having a great time soloing it. And I think anyone coming in for the first time, you're still going to have fun. But also mm -hmm. make sure to approach it with, like, patience and... Don't be too hard on yourself, you included, Frosty, because uh, it's it's easy to get down on yourself when you get one shot by something. You have to I, go to floor one. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have put, I've taken my headset off and put it a little aggressively on the desk at least once. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I spent a long time in one to ten, yes, just full pulling floors and yep. dying. Yeah. And then yeah. Oh, I know. I play Deep Dungeon. It's great content. Anyone who hasn't given it a try definitely should. And then, um, also, not just to players, but uh, hello, devs. Hello, Yoshi P. Do you see how many hundreds of hours nerds like us are pouring into this content? 
how many hours are people putting into uh, Bosja and uh, Eureka animals and stuff these days? Hmm? Not that much, huh? <laughs> so imagine oh. this. One idea I had, right? So uh, clearing on a lot of classes was is kind of a really cool thing. And uh, like in the first two deep dungeons, a really different experience, right? Mm. So um, one thing I was thinking that would be really cool if they did like for Yuriko Orthos, which they didn't end up doing, was like, what if they realized that, okay, now people are clearing on different classes, right? And they do this. So you know how there are these eight full weapon skins that you could get? What if there's a slightly extra shiny version that you get Ooh. by clearing a certain job, right? Yes. They already have yeah. the model. Just add a little more flair. And now you could like, so if you clear Astrologian, you can hold that sparkly ball in pride and say, hey, I suffered, right? But no, <laughs> there's nothing like that. Or extra I, achievements even at least, like for yeah, uh -huh. like Omni clearing and stuff like that. Omni like role clearing every job clearing that kind of stuff because right now if you like transfer servers and your scores are wiped then there is no it. record that you've ever done that and it's kind of a shame right that it has to be tied to that um mm -hmm. yeah it, it'd be really cool if they did add some extra thing like that i mean like ultimate players get to get their ultimate weapons yeah. can we deep dungeon players get some cool stuff too you know yeah i, have, I want like, them to add meme. extra um, you know that meme where like someone's standing in the corner of a party and says, "Oh, they don't know, right?" Like I have like a, nec I have, like, a necromancer there saying, "Oh, they don't know I cleared on Astrologian." <laughs> they don't like, know they I don't. double no on me. No one is gonna look at the the leaderboard except like other deep dungeon players for the most part, right? That's true. They should put it on the front page of the Lodestone, right? And they should they should do something like that. Uh, we're in the top f three people, maybe? I don't, I don't know how they would do it. They could make the score stuff work, but I don't know if they would be able to do it with the times and stuff. But they could put it on the front page. Uh, you know, like, what do they do with the front lines they put it on there, I think? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Many seals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could do that for deep dungeon scoring or, like, job clears or something. There's so much that they could do, like, to recognize this community, which is growing constantly. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that they take notice, like Meiji said, and see what we are and, and how much we care about this content, and they reward us for that. Yeah. Right, because, I mean, they did recognize that there are people who cleared all jobs, right? I just really yes. kind of wished that they would have, like, done something to incentivize. I mean, because mm -hmm. Deep Dungeon already has so much replayability. And they really could have like doubled down on that by showing like maybe giving some extra incentive like those extra weapon skins for doing all the different jobs, right? Yeah, um, or portraits or something like that, something, or yeah, uh -huh. like adventure uh, plates. Like. And because like I'm thinking about like Orthos right now, and we talked about already about how it's kind of been like homogenized, and whatever job mm -hmm. you go in as, you have a similar experience. Like personally, I don't know if I'm that hyped for like. Re-clearing on different jobs in Orthos. It doesn't same. It doesn't sound too interesting to me. It just sounds like doing the near same thing nineteen times and yep. uh yeah. I imagine doing floor one to ten that many times. It's not like <laughs> the content isn't fun, but the longevity for it isn't really there. Mm. Not like the other deep dungeons, because of the like homogenization, because of the way that the demi clones work, I don't think it has like that same pull to me as I still feel for getting Omni in Palace and Heaven on High. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I what was I going to say? I was going to say I completely lost a thought there. 
Uh, but I, I was thinking this content in particular, you're right, is starting to gain a lot of popularity. And I think Square Enix is going to recognize that a good bit to see the, you know, how the community has responded to it, how it's all going. Uh, and they will probably make some changes based on exactly how this has gone for them. Uh, definitely, you know, I'm going to be honest, I'm starting to notice a slight trend with missing numbers. <laughs> it's tough. Because if you go back to P8S, yeah, true. numbers oh, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. you know. But I tell you, like, there was nothing more exhilarating to me well, I mean, besides some of the other Deep Dungeon stuff that I mentioned, like it was one of the most exhilarating moments when we beat the PA in Rage Check week one, like before it had gotten nerfed. That mm. was so cool because I, I, up until that point, I, I mean, I care about my rotation and doing really well on the jobs that I play, but I, ha I didn't feel that there was this like pressure from the game mm -hmm. to get me to do those rotations perfectly until PA-S part one. And that was when it was like, oh my god, if I press a button wrong, we're going to enrage. Yeah. And then, ultimate, with the auto attacks. Yes! <laughs> like, directly. That's, yes. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. No, we, we fell victim to that a few times in top, and it was, like, really... <laughs> that, is, that is actually interesting. So, something, something with the quality... I mean, again, overall, compared to other MMOs... On the mark, <laughs> yes. that, like quality check and everything else. But usually, it, you know, instead of ninety nine point five percent, it's like ninety nine point nine percent or something like that, right? Yes. So you, yeah. there's a little dip there. Uh, yeah, you can see the cracks for sure, which is it's surprising to see. Mm. I mean, there have definitely been. I, I feel like there have been a lot of weird bugs in top, um, which is weird because it creates this dichotomy of like top is such an incredible ultimate and it's it's my new favorite um mm. but you still have some really weird issues and, and they started clearing it up like they fixed both of the autos now so that's yeah. not an issue anymore um, when they fix something you know 100 <laughs> percent it was a bug uh, it was unintentional implementation yeah. yeah so yeah we were like we were all like is this intended like do you have to be really careful as a tank coming in here or is this is yeah. this a bug? And now we know it's a bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we might see... So, I, I can't see them making things harder, like making dots hit harder or anything like that. Maybe? Uh, but I, I, it's hard to go bored like, and make things harder uh, mm -hmm. after you know players have already cleared it and everything else because making the goalposts that much further away... Might yeah. might discourage people overall, but yeah. maybe maybe not. Maybe it'll encourage people who already did it to do it again, prove that they can yeah. do it again. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. I mean, I would like them to, but it, it does feel a bit unrealistic for them to. So yeah. I'm not expecting it by any means. Yeah. I'll enjoy my copium. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that being said, we probably should start to wrap up the show. My, of course, uh, daughter is. In the other room over there making tons of noise. I'm sure she's ready. But <laughs> ready for me to come over there. Uh, but I do think this has been a fun show. This has been amazing. There's actually, mm. I, honestly, we could probably keep this conversation going for another couple hours easily. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without so. too, much, too much trouble. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll hold back for right now. Uh, and we might have another Deep Dungeon show in the future. 
you know, uh, after things settle a good bit to see the state of the community and where we, everything has kind of landed. Because it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out in the long run. Uh, and uh, I really... I I was debating about doing some sort of coverage for like the race who was going to clear it first and everything else, but it always felt like it was in weird a weird situation. Like there's just RNG that's in there. There's mm. and every single try is just that. Much, like once someone's done, well I don't got to look at their point of view for another eight hours, right? You just put it on the back burner and you can focus on other point of views. So that's kind of how it is. Uh but I think it could be interesting to have that. And I guess if I, uh, maybe in the future, it's something to consider. Um, both a group first and a uh, solo first would be interesting to kind of track. Uh, but it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Yes. When content is like so, like when you can clear it in like pretty quickly, like with a group, how long did it take for a full group to clear it? Uh, Since starting from launch, it took like... I think nine that's hours. worth tracking at a point, right? And so uh, there's that. And then the solo was how long? Is like within 24 hours or? 22, I believe. I it was so, within yeah. 24, yeah. Yeah, uh, 22 hours, I'm pretty sure, is what. It what wasn't the... caught by the leaderboard snapshot, yeah. but it was definitely before the time. First 24 hours. Yeah. 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 But then what happens if. It turns into oh well, it can't really be cleared until something's until <laughs> uh, some palace of the dead situation happens, and I sit there for two years. No, that's never gonna happen again. But <laughs> you're gonna do do a world race for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't happens. think it'll. I don't think it'll ever get to that point again, just because yeah. the community is like miles bigger than it was uh, back in the day. But yeah, I mean that was the yeah. other thing is. So one more point before we say goodbye is I was yeah. I was a little disappointed that the race was like so fast. Like I was hoping yeah. it would take a bit longer. Yeah. That's my favorite part about like Palace way back in the day was the idea that it was seemed to be impossible, right? Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what drew me into it and why I was grinding it for so long. And then when I got like that when I first cleared in one ninety and I got like that glimmer of hope and like, wait, this is doable, right? That was so exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And then in an attempt to recreate the uh, quote-unquote impossible challenge, I, I did the Arcanist Heaven on High um, mm. last year, and then I'm like, but this is the Duomo 2. This is what <laughs> Deep Dungeon has come to now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then there's all the factors of the different jobs and everything, like who picked the right job to solo it, and when it turns out to be in the end, if it was a DPS versus mm. tank or anything else. But I think it's worth tracking. At this point, if they do another one, I think that I, I would have some level of coverage trying to focus on it uh, if there's awesome. nothing else out there. Because it is fun, uh, you know. It's just there's there's a lot of variables that are uncontrollable. Uh, well, there's, there's a lot more control than I currently have. Walking on a lore trap is controllable, but sometimes I feel like it's not. <laughs> hey, when there's wall traps, it, it makes it a lot harder. So. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the other thing was, uh, yeah, I, I just, I feel bad if, like, a whole bunch of bad things, like, RNG happened to a person and they couldn't clear. But, I mean, that's part of the excitement. It's part too. of it. Yeah. yeah, it's part of it for sure. Um, it's part of what makes the content. Sometimes it's BS, sure. Like, especially in Heaven and High, right? But... <laughs> Honestly, it's really what adds a lot of replayability, and 99% of the time, you could play around it, or there's something that you could have done better. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah. It's, 
very rarely. Now there's going to be some situations in previously dungeons where you're just it's impossible. You're kind of shit out yeah. of luck, yeah. right? Yeah, you like just no items five floors in a no. row or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But that's a rarity in itself. It's usually yes. something that you can play around, and that's yeah. Learning how to play around those situations for me mm -hmm. is so much fun and so interesting to do. Yes, mm -hmm. agreed. And realizing I can get better myself. Like when you start Deep Dungeon, you're like, oh my God, this RNG is just screwing me. Like, why can't the game just give me a break? And then the further you get into it, the more you realize, no, I'm the problem. Like, <laughs> I need to actually get good and learn how to deal with these different situations. And once that happens, you can really start doing a lot and work around like almost any situation the game throws at you. That's a realization a lot of party finder players need to... Never mind. Uh... <laughs> there is one yeah, common denominator. Uh, but all right, guys. Some shade. <laughs> Sorry, Top was really <laughs> miserable for a moment there. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> But all right, guys, we go to wrap up and we can uh, I'll have uh, each of you guys, if you don't mind, kind of say your last bits, shout outs, whatever you want to say before we get off the air. Uh, and we'll go to the same order we did before. Uh, Ellie, you want to start us off? Uh, no. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say. Meiji, do you want to start us off? Any shout outs or anything? <laughs> and we'll go back. Uh, All right, uh, <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Frosty, Ow. for yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, th thank you so much for having us. This uh -huh. was a true pleasure. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really wonderful to talk about Deep Dungeon with um all of you. Like, I think it, like really great opinions and and ways of thinking about this um yeah looking forward to seeing more of what mog talk does with deep dungeon and yeah we're rooting for your uh your solo clear as well we're going on summoner now so we gotta figure that out <laughs> although that was one of the first dps i think that cleared it solo yes yeah 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 one of the first yeah yeah and yeah, yeah summoner's also, great i think it's really great that we can all just sit down and you could pull us away from Orthos for a moment so we could stop dying to 1 to 10 and whatever shenanigans and just chat about the content, right? It's so early, but it, it really um, felt nice to be able to share opinions and see how everyone thinks about this. Yeah, it's been awesome having you all on here as well. Uh, I mean, it's interesting to kind of jump into this because this is, of course, it's so fun to do shows like this because this is your world and you can feel the passion and all the energy and everything for the content. So it was so easy to have a conversation. Uh, literally, I could probably just put the four of you on here, walk away and be okay. <laughs> but I tried to jump in a little bit and tried to <laughs> do a little bit there, but okay. Or you could come back five hours later and still be talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I could give you guys a little bit of rest, though. <laughs> to be honest um but all right uh angelus um well first of all i do want to say one more time uh thank you to you frosty for your help on uh, the agd run and i, oh, I yeah. can't say that enough because it was it was a little tricky during the run and you kept it uh you kept it straight so i appreciate that and yeah. part of that too i mean the exposure that deep dungeon got on that large stage was tremendous whether it led into the stuff for here and now people jumping into it, I don't know. But it was um, it was certainly really cool to do. So I do thank you for that. And uh, two years ago, we did. Uh, I was checking the vod of when we did that first deep dungeon show with the uh, you, me, and, and Pharaoh. And mm. I remember then 
uh it was like it was like like exactly two years ago i remember then it was a little bit hard to like find people on my end to like jump in here like like meiji was one of them that i was looking into ali was one of them that i was looking into but neither of them were like were like they were streaming but they weren't in the on voice yet and everything and yeah. uh and now two years later i have a i have a whole p- bunch of people i can ask in here and and as you saw during the show like they are very well knowledge they know their thing i mean honestly like i was sitting back a little bit letting these guys talk because they know like they know a lot of stuff and that's where the community has been growing for that amount of time and it'll be exciting to see what it is in a year from now two years from now when, maybe when the next deep dungeon goes in so mm. it's going to be very exciting to see what everyone is going to be able to do maybe we get more people like these guys that are going to jump into the content and, and just like just absorb it and do as much as as much as a lot of us that have been in here for years and i'm really excited to see what happens mm. yeah uh it's funny because i sent a message to meiji and the first thing she says, oh, this was two years ago. This last message she said. Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, an hour before the show, I was messaging Frosty. And then I saw a message from him that I, I apparently forgot to respond to. He was like, oh, yeah, wait, do you still want to come onto the show? Um, and she ghosted me for two years. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> okay, so if I ever ignore a message from anyone, it's not because I'm trying to ghost you. It's because I forgot, okay? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, message but, her again. but back then, he was, like, asking me if I was interested in, like, doing Deep Dungeon talk and stuff. And back then, I was too shy to really talk. And uh, yeah, I guess how look how things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely forgiven, one hundred percent. I tried to add you as a friend on Discord, and I said I was you were already at it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so if that makes you feel any better, I forgot about it completely. Um, all right, Ellie, do you feel? Like yeah, you're ready? yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> I guess just a general shout out to the community surrounding Deep Dungeon. Um, Angelus's Discord is yeah. an absolutely incredible place for resources and just discussions about Deep Dungeon. And if you anyone is ever looking for advice, there's so many people there that are so happy to just give a little bit of <laughs> pointers. And we get a lot of people yeah. regularly getting their new clears. It's really, yeah. really exciting to see. And it's really great to see like, while it is solo, everyone's all doing their own thing. That we all band together in one place, right? Yeah. And that's like so cool to me. I know back when, like, especially the vent too, right? There's so much stuff worth venting about in Deep Dungeon. Yes. And the only people <laughs> it helps to vent to are other people who understand the frustration, you know? Yeah. Um, when I was progging my solo way back then, I don't think there was, like, anybody that I even knew that was even, like, interested in solo. The only person I knew that was doing it was Angelus, because I saw him, like, post videos. And I would, like, look at the leaderboards and I'd say, oh, look, some other person is actually trying to play this solo. And you know what I would do? I would vent on the Lodestone forum, like, a blog. I had a blog on the FF14 site where I would just, like, write stuff like... God dang it, I just died on potato floors uh, for five hours. I just want to play the high floors again, stuff like that. Because there was no one to talk to back then, right? And now look where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, for some reason, I was typing in the stuff, and Ellie, I, I, I had you for the last person, and then afterwards, I'm like, wait a minute, Ellie's not talking anymore. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> so I just want to make sure Ellie Major got took every- over, which yeah. is fine. But Ellie, do you got? Did you say all the things? Sorry. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. That's not from me. I don't know. I got so entranced <laughs> in what Meiji was saying. I forgot. Um. And yeah, to quickly go back to Andrew's point about the AGQ, that was, uh, I, I do appreciate you letting me come on board. That was an uh, experience just for me. I followed AGQ since, not right after it started, but like a couple of years after it, and I always made sure to watch it. All my friends would come back and watch it. So that was a, a wonderful opportunity, even just to be there with you. Uh, of course, I didn't tr- say too much because, I mean, you had it handled. <laughs> I just wanted to be there and be your support, right? Be your uh, background support however I can, and I'm glad that I could help huge out support, that. Huge support. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, you, were great. You, were, you were great there as well, Frosty. Yeah, awesome. you were fantastic. Thank <laughs> you so awesome. much for supporting the Deep Dungeon community there. It was in, it, it was so good. And also all the practice runs too. Like You're just like such a natural with that type of commentating. It was, it was really <laughs> wonderful to see. That, that feels really weird to me because I still feel like I only said a handful of things. <laughs> So well, yeah, that's true. Cause like Angela's, to his credit, like just went for it, right? Like yeah. especially during the run itself. But like the way that you supplemented him, like I think you two made a really great team, and it really added a lot to the run. I think it was the best one in all of AGDQ, to be honest, because of you guys. So oh, no yeah, bias. You. Even no bias at yeah, all. Yeah, no bias. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad it worked out really well. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if AGQ will ever do that again just because it's like they did it last one or are they going to do it for the next one, like however. But I, I, it'd be exciting <laughs> to see them try to showcase it again, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the new content and everything. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the community for Deep Dungeons is absolutely amazing. I'm glad it's developed the way that it has, and I'm excited yeah. to see, you know, of course, what the future of it will look like because I do think it's still going to grow more, especially with this new content out. Um, and we are going to have a pretty big gap, I think, after 6.4. Yes. Uh, unless they do some yeah. crazy stuff with 6.5. Uh, maybe they'll yeah. add Blitzball and that'll change the dynamic of it. Chocobo <laughs> hot and cold. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with the new Gold Saucer content if they do some, like, really big content like we all thought they were. Uh, but we'll see. Um... That all being said, thank you all again for coming on. This has been a blast. Uh, and again, we could keep going for hours and hours, but we'll we'll cut it for now. And thank you for arranging this. Yeah, yeah thank you so much, much Rossi. Yeah, so again, awesome. much appreciated. Angela said a lot of the heavy lifting with recommending all of you, so I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, thank you as well, Angela, for recommending <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but we will we'll be back next week. Uh, Still working out the final details, but I think we're going to have a community spotlight, uh, bring in uh, one of the, someone new from in the community on and talk to him. But once we get all that uh, planned out, uh, we'll, we'll announce that show as well. Uh, we should have much more regular mock talks for at least a while now while we're going into this whole full-time bit that I'm trying out to test the waters to see how it works and everything else. Uh, we're also going to hopefully start doing some more events. There's a lot of stuff to really figure out with the Mock Talk channel and what the future of it's going to look like. I've only been doing this for about a week and a half, <laughs> so I don't know exactly what direction that's going to go in. I have some ideas and thoughts and everything, uh, but everyone, please stay tuned for that to see how uh, you know where Mock Talk really kind of goes over the next month or so. Uh, and I, of course, any kind of thoughts, advice, anything from uh, the community, I'm happy to hear it. 
And with all that being said, I'll let everybody get to their days. We are going to raid somebody right after the show, so hang tight for that. Uh, the guests will tell me secretly behind the curtains who they want me to uh, raid. They're going to have to make the choice, uh, so no blame on me. Just to get that off my chest real quick. <laughs> uh, we'll be uh, seeing you guys later. I'm going to make you guys all wave and say bye while we're doing this. All right, everybody say bye. 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 bye.